here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. ProRisuShop.com, your only source for authentic ProRisu merch straight from Japan. Translation extraordinaire Yatsumi has helped more than 300 fans all across the world purchase authentic merchandise, and now he's bringing that savings to you. With over 300 items to choose from, ProRisuShop.com has the largest selection of New Japan and ProRisu merchandise you can't get anywhere else. Shirts, belts, trading cards, DVDs, and more from the biggest stars of Japan, like Tanahashi, Okada, Nakamura, and of course, the Bullet Club. Get them all for the same price you would pay in Japan, with worldwide shipping starting at only $6.99. For the very best in ProRisu merchandise across the world, the choice is clear. ProRisuShop.com that's P-U-R-O-R-E-S-U shop.com. ProRisuShop.com. Joe, how are you? I'm all right. I'm uh, ready to talk about some wrestling and, uh, you know, maybe piss some people off as usual. And, uh, the usual. Ready to go. Uh, one thing I did want to mention before we get in, uh, for people that don't, uh, obviously this was a off-site uh, podcast that you did with a friend of the site, Alan 4L. I'm not calling him by his real name. I'm calling him Alan 4L because that's that's how we should go. That's I, Hey, we had a podcast with him, and he said that's how people call him in real life, so I'm calling him that. Anyway, you uh, were uh, did a guest appearance on the DKP show, which is his uh, his show on uh, F4WOnline.com. I think people should definitely seek out. You guys talked 80s tag teams, and unfortunately it only goes, what, it was like, like an hour and 10 minutes? or I am not used to. A ridiculous, like, short, like, 
I am not used to doing 90 minutes of radio. Yeah, what the hell is that shit? I, I, mean, I, had, I, had, <laughs> I had two more hours in the tank. I was ready to. I was ready to go deep on the shadows and uh, and the and the U.S. Express <laughs> and the machines. Well, you were gonna break down the U.S. Express versus the what? The American versus Express. The American Express. Absolutely. <laughs> You're right. How did they get that name? I thought there were quality <laughs> comparisons. Let's call them the American Express, uh, Vince. I think that's already something. No, it's fine. Like, no, it's a very prominent company. Let's look. In 1985, you can get away with that. Yeah, but the the theme of the podcast was uh, late 80s WWF tag teams, which uh, somehow I got deemed the the, the expert, the worldwide well, expert I mean, on this. Uh, did you, if they, when people listen to that, they're going to... I mean, I don't know. I, listen, it's all Chad Campbell's fault because he had mentioned that some <laughs> random thread on some message board because I guess whenever there's threads about that topic, I always pop in and, and I, for some reason he labeled me an expert on it. Look, yeah. I never labeled myself an expert on it. So, you know, hopefully uh, on the DKP show, I didn't come off looking like an idiot uh, because, you know, there's some high expectations when you're being labeled an expert. So uh, I don't know. I tried my best, and I, I think it came off pretty well. Had a lot of fun doing it. And, um, you know, it's it's. I, I get wordy as usual, but Alan does a much better job than you of cutting me off. Yeah. So it, it went 90 minutes instead of four hours. Well, he's a better he's a better host than I am because I, I just like to let you ramble on forever, and that's that's us. People love our three hour show. So this one, uh, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I don't think it's going to go, but I always say that, and then you never never know. So I think the big story here that we're going to lead off with, and I know some people. Um, are going to want to hear Survivor Series. And just a quick note, if you're coming here to listen to our, our in-depth Survivor Series preview, uh, you might want to just not <laughs> listen. We're going to talk about it, but uh, I doubt we're going to go over 10 minutes. If you want a really extensive Survivor Series preview, uh, voiceofwrestling.com, if you look for the Shake Them Ropes that came out this week, they do a really good job. They do predictions, breakdowns, backstories, all that sort of stuff. We at most are going to talk 10 minutes about it. Joe, we can start that off now if you want, or do you want to talk Observer Hall of Fame? It's one of the two. We can do Survivor Series now. That's fine. Let's knock Survivor. Okay, so if you're listening for our Survivor Series preview, stay with us. You have five more minutes <laughs> of us talking. <sighs> Joe, it's Survivor Series. It's... I, I, I can't even I, – I went back uh, – I recently went back to an article that I wrote last year about Survivor Series and about its place as like a big – you know, everybody used to say the big four pay-per-views, and that was one of them. And it for I, I think – my conclusion was somewhere around like 2006, 2007, it just ceased to be a big four, and it really just started to fall and fall and fall. And I wrote in my lead of that, that story of saying, some say 2013 Survivor Series is the worst build of all time. Well, <laughs> I think – I don't know. Is this one worse? Um – in terms of of look, here's what's disappointing about this. It was Big Show Randy Orton was the remember that 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 was Big Show needed money. Yeah, yeah. I started bringing that up again. I, I know that's a very it kind of ties it was where in. He was crying. <laughs> like, um, th- the problem with this year is they're giving the network this show is for free. You know, it, here's the thing. I'm curious how many people are gonna buy it. Anyway, like on pay-per-view, even though they can get it for free. I'm really curious uh, to see that number Um, and and, and, uh, hopefully a breakdown of how many of those people were able to get the network for free but chose to just buy the pay-per-view. I bet you there's a decent amount of people who buy this pay-per-view, which is scary. I'm still amazed. I'm still amazed by the numbers that that come up. And I know there's obviously people that don't have technology or something like that, but I'm always just amazed when I see – the numbers, and I'm still like, there's how are you? Who are these thirty thousand people that are still just like, nope, fifty four ninety nine or like? It's, it's crazy, but anyway, like, what are you? What's scary to me is is they're giving this show away for free, and you would think that you know, in theory, with the most eyes on it out of any other you know network paper, that they would want to really put together a killer fucking show to hook people and make them think 
I cannot miss whatever it is they call their show next. What do they call it? Extreme Rules or uh, TLC? Uh, be the next TLC. One, right? TLC would be the next one. Yeah. All right. So, t- so TLC is wow. Is it really been a full year since um? What was the TLC? The, great, the biggest match ever. The biggest match ever. Yeah. Holy shit. Time really flies. But anyway, um, you would think that they want to give people a real blowaway lineup and a blowaway show to hook them on the network. And and this feels like they're putting no effort into this show. I mean, the the stipulations for the main event, which change by the day, which change by the hour, (laughs) are are really cringy. Even for, you know, we like to talk about it, even for like a universe fan, they see right through that shit. You know what I mean? It's like – Nobody really thinks that anyone's getting fired if they lose the match. So, <laughs> in, in, uh, um, in 2014, why are you even doing a stipulation like that, unless some you know you, people are legitimately leaving the company? Which in this case, they're not going to. Four people aren't leaving. The, it's not happening. I mean, we don't need to explain this, but I don't even think like your 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 common I, I, level universe fan possibly? believes in that. I mean, because at this point now, if, you, if whatever age you are, say you're 14 or whatever, and you're still a fan, you've already Cena's been fired, I think, three times in the past like five years, forever. Well, now supposedly he's not part of that. Right. That, that's what I mean. But you, you well, yeah, it was just another like, how are people supposed to know about this on your TV show? They've like, changed it. God. You know, they've changed the stip th- literally three times. There's gonna be people that are watching that show that have no idea. You know that, right? Like, uh, yeah. we know because we're connected and all that sort of stuff. People are going to walk into this and go, wait, what? And then it's just so mad. It's so weird. It's it, it's just – yeah, and, and there's no reason. I mean, why would you ever believe that that four guys are just going to get fired? And there's no drama here. I mean, it doesn't – a lot of people are saying, all right, it gives away the fin- – well, it doesn't necessarily give away the finish because, sure, they can quote-unquote fire the babyface team. But right. What does it matter? They're not really fired. They're going to bring them back in two weeks anyway, and everyone's going to forget about it. It doesn't make a di- – which, which means there's no drama to it because everybody knows at this point that stipulations like that are never adhered to. So it's just silly. Um, you know, I, I would prefer – look – the match itself, like who's on each side, and it's kind of interesting because you have some new faces involved. You have some mm-hmm. people who recently turned one way or the other. You got Luke Harper maybe getting a little push here. Eric Rowan presumably is going to get a bit of a chance to shine. So uh, from that perspective, it's interesting. But all these steps and the overbooking aspect of it, I just uh, – I don't know. If we're using the, the voices of wrestling 1 to 10 scale – um, you know, my interest level drops because of all the crazy steps. It, yeah, it goes from like a six or a seven where I would just like it in a, in a vacuum as a match to like a three or a four to where. Right. Because I think. Go ahead. Oh, so, sorry. Go ahead. Finish. I, that, that's pretty much my point. Well, because I, I think now the point is now you're not really to, for me, at least I'm not focusing on the match whatsoever. I don't care how it's going to end. Now I'm curious. OK, what's going to be the you know, who's going to lose and how's the booking going to go? Not that it matters either way, because it's going to be a silly regardless. Now I'm I'm worried about okay I'm just looking towards the next raw and seeing okay well who's how are these people going to come back you know how is the authority going to come back how's that I don't care about the match itself I mean Survivor Series I cannot watch now because it doesn't matter I watch Monday and then you, you know what I mean it's just there's no reason to care about the match itself because it doesn't matter I mean it just it, it literally does not matter Neither, who none wins. of the sticks like, matter because even if right. even if the heel side loses and the authority has to disband. There's going to be a new heel authority. They, they, they do not have the ability to run a show without a heel authority figure. Right. So there'll just be somebody else. <laughs> you know what I or there'll just be a power struggle. Or there, I mean, the, the most inevitable thing that we're going to do, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up here. We'll, we'll talk a little bit, just run down the card real quick. The most inevitable thing is, okay, is Team Cena, Team Cena loses or whatever. All members except for Cena are fired. Maybe a Vince McMahon or maybe the new authority figure brings them all back or something. And all it is is going to be it's it, if, if the authority loses, it's going to be a, a power struggle of the the new. I mean, that's all. I mean, that, that's that's all you're going to get with this. It's just going to be a struggle of power authorities again. And probably McMahon's. There's probably going to be a ton of McMahon's in it. 
of course. I doubt they're going to bring Vince back to every day, but uh, you never know. I mean, yeah, it's, it just all these reasons are I mean, why you can't, you really, you care, can't yeah. really care who wins. You just and if you don't care who wins, I mean, you know, it really takes a lot out of and it. I mean, you know, I think the most uh, the biggest point that you brought up and, 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 and not a lot of people are really talking about it as much as I thought would be that this is the big I mean, this should be we talked about a month ago. OK. The month of November is free for the WWE Network. They're going to pull out all the stops for Survivor Series. You know what I mean? We, we were saying that. You know, a month ago was, man, what are they going to do with this? Because they know it's a huge opportunity. And and I've heard, you know, Dave Meltzer's mentioned on his radio shows, and everybody's mentioned, okay, well, there's going to be a big angle at the end because there's going to be a ton of eyeballs on it. You got to get those eyeballs there first. Just because it's free, I don't know if I would devote three hours of my life to this. That's a good point. The build has been so shitty. That I, I like. I don't know if my, I'm, I might contact one of my friends and, and, and mention to them. Or are you going to watch it? I highly doubt uh, any you know, of them are. Gonna... But then again, if if it has buzz, if they do something buzzworthy, if they do a big mm-hmm. angle, people can just watch it. They have a week to watch it. Sure. Because or they can just watch Raw. Right. Yeah. But I mean, what I'm saying is, if there's really something, but even if like what you're saying, if the show is so, if the build has been so non-compelling that they don't even bother mm-hmm. watching live, if something buzzworthy happens, they'll still have the network for free for sure, another, sure. you know, whatever it is, couple days or whatever. What a full week, maybe a full week, right? Uh, yeah. No, until the end of November. Yeah. Right. Until... So they'll go back and watch it. But I mean, yeah, you're right though. It, the, the, you, it's it's they really should have really loaded this. But from the opposite point of view, maybe they figure, look, this is free. Why are we? We're not going to, you know, quote unquote, you know, uh, blow our load here. You know, we'll load up the next one. We'll, we'll run a compelling angle, load up the next show and get all those people who watch for free to hopefully buy it uh, the following month. So there's two schools sure. of thought there. Who knows? The bottom line is I am really unenthusiastic about it. And, you know, there have been WWE pay-per-views the second half of this year that I was unenthusiastic about. And then they were pretty good. Um, but this lineup, as we're about to go over, yeah. I, I fear that this this can't possibly be. I don't know if this show can surprise us. We usually say we don't really like this lineup, but who knows? You know, they've had some good pay-per-view. You know, they, they can surprise us if the match is all. But this lineup, I'm not sure. There's just not much there. Uh, we'll run this down real quick. Uh, you have a traditional Survivor Series elimination tag match with the Divas. It's Alicia Fox, Emma. Emma is still alive. Naomi and Natalia versus Paige, Cameron, Layla, and Summer Rae. Can't, I, I mean. Give me the one to ten. <laughs> One. All right, so yeah, because Layla will be there, and Layla's uh, quite an attractive little lass. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you hate you hate elimination matches, man. And this was can't be good. And 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 now you know this is a, a women's elimination match, which you know they're gonna they're gonna have all because it's a women's match. It's gonna feature all those things that you hate about elimination matches: weak, weak, weak eliminations. Oh yeah, and the thing's going like six quick minutes. eliminations. This is gonna fare very badly on the Casey scale. No, the K- yeah, I might throw it through the Casey scale to see sort of where, where we end this up. This is going to break the-, the Casey scale. This year. <laughs> um, but I, I got to tell you, I'm going to slap a five on this one because oh. I'm a man who enjoys elimination matches, no matter how hokey and rushed that they are. I, I like elimination matches. Okay. All right. You hate them and I like them. I wish there were more elimination matches on this card. I'd be okay with that, actually. Yeah, with like the mid card guys. Why? If you actually not? read my article, Joe, you'll understand that I don't hate them. Uh, you, 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 you hate elimination matches with a fiery passion. You can't stand I despise them. them. Uh, let's, despise what's them. What's next? Oh, the why your why Survivor Series elimination matches suck? It's an article I wrote this week. Trying to see why I hate them so much. Um, next is a fatal four way tag team match for the tag team titles. You have Golden Stardust, the Usos, uh, Los Matadores, and the Miz and Damian Mizdow. 
gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of comedy here, but I, I like the fact that they got some new teams in the mix. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I I'm, I'm gonna give this one. I I'm, I'm lukewarm on it. I'll give it a five. I'm I'm interested to see. There's also the possibility of a title change. So I'm gonna go with a yeah, five. I was gonna go with a six as well because I'm interested. I, I really don't know who's gonna win this one. It could be any. I mean, it, I don't think it's gonna be Los Matadores, but I really do think the Miz, uh, the Miz and Damian Mizdow could possibly win. I could see you know Golden Stardust retaining. I could also see Anuso's victory too. So yeah, for me it's a it's a five or six because either way it's gonna be pretty good. I mean, that, that's what you've been getting with these tag matches lately, and this one especially will be, it'll have a, 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 some good, some bad, some funny, but it, it'll be overall pretty fun match. So I, I'm going to go five or six. It'll probably have too much comedy for my taste because I tend to be grumpy when it comes to that stuff mm-hmm. sometimes. But uh, uh, I, it has a, it, I think it'll be a better match than that, than the women's, the women's elimination is going to be rushed. So yeah. that's probably not going to be good. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, I, yeah, I don't know how long that main event's going to go because there are not many matches on this card. Uh, Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it's a one for me. <laughs> I just, you know how I feel about Bray Wyatt. You know how I feel about Bray Wyatt's magic. So, but Dean I, Ambrose has to get his revenge because he didn't have a father or something. Yeah, they're they're they're. I think they're is what the angle is. Just, I don't even know. Like, I what what is the angle here? What I. Why do? Why would I care? Why would anybody care? It's just contrived garbage, and and I I don't know. It's it's a one. I I'm not going to do a Bray Wyatt rant. Yeah. We have too much to talk about. No, I, if I agree. people want to hear me rant about Bray Wyatt, they can listen, listen to literally other any other show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about two here, just because I like Dean Ambrose, but this whole angle is stupid, and and Bray Wyatt doesn't. Will Will there me, be so. more Bray Wyatt magical powers exhibited? Oh God, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, what could what could they do this time? Uh, I don't know. Let's move on. Puking blood. All right, move on to a one that I know you're definitely looking forward to: AJ Lee versus Nikki Bella for the Divas title. I mean, I, look, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, because the Bellas shocked the world uh, with with <laughs> with the quality of their their match against each other. But um, this is there's going to be an angle here because it's the end of the right. 30 day deal. You know what I mean? But I the, the Bellas just I don't know. I'm just not interested in the Bellas. It's it's a two. Either. I just don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't care either. I, I, I think you're going to get a title change here. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think you will. But I, I, I'm i going to get it with two as well. Uh, and then the main event. That's it. We have <laughs> five matches on this no, card. I which... they were, see, they're definitely going to add stuff. There's no way they're, they're going to add. I mean, this is what's card. officially announced so far. If they so. do a five-match card, I'm really looking forward to that women's elimination match. Because that might go 30 minutes. I, li- yeah, I, like, 30, a, I, you, I like a good long elimination match. I get into that. But, uh, yeah, the main event, I mean, you know, we already covered it. It's like yeah. a three or a four because, you know, the dumb stip. And the, the only intrigue really is if they do do some kind of big angle again. But here's the thing. If they do some big angle at the end, it's not going to be anything that's going to float our boat. It's going to be some dumb WWE storytelling nonsense that we're not interested in. So it's, it, you know, it's not going to appeal to me, whatever they do. Maybe they'll surprise us. So that's why I give it a three or a four. So there's a little bit, a yeah. little bit of intrigue there. The big thing I, I see with this match, and I hope that they <clears throat> sort of do this, because this is where Survivor Series matches can be very useful, is to put little nuggets to get ready for a big program, whether it be at Royal Rumble or WrestleMania or whatever. And and when you look at the guys in this match, you look at a guy like a Ryback or whatever, you can plant seeds for anything that he's going to do in the future. You can plant seeds for Rusev. I hope th- those are really the two that I'm going to be looking at. Rowan, I, I, I really couldn't care less <laughs> about Rowan, but, but Ryback and Rusev, I want to see how they sort of interact with the other guys, because this would be a big moment for either of these. Luke Harper as well, I think it could be important for him as well, and that's what I'm really going to look at, and that's what I'm very curious on is, is is how they feature those guys, just to make them not 
you know, bit player, not just guys that are on the team or just not numbers, but to make them really stand out and to make their appearances in the match special for some reason, to let it be something more than just Rusev is in this match. You know what I mean? That's I do know what the you most mean. important thing here. I do know what you mean, and that's why I like elimination matches when they're booked well. Because right. there's so many little stories you can tell in this match. Like with like you're saying, because uh, you have to if you're building guys, they've got to get some eliminations under their belt, especially if you're going to eliminate them. You have to make them look strong before you bounce them out. If you have a guy like Rusev and his side isn't winning, you got to find a creative way to get him out of the match. Uh, so there, there's a million different. And then you got these you got Rowan and, and Harper getting back in the mix. You're not going to want them to look weak. You know, so it's it, it when they're well booked, there's a lot of different stories that can be told. The problem, which is why I said the matchup on paper looks like a good match and there's a lot yeah. of stuff going on. The problem is the stips just take the wind right out of your sails and take you right out of it. Absolutely. So overall, uh, one out of ten. What are you feeling about? Uh, you know, like a four or five. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's and really, this was the kind of show where they really needed to have people at ten because it's free and they have a chance to hook people here. They have a chance to show people who maybe never watch the pay per views because they can't afford the fifty five dollars. They need to show those people this is what we do every month. We knock it out of the fucking park, and you can get it for ten bucks, and you might win some of those people over. And they're really behind the eight ball with with the way they've built it and the way they've set it up, you know. So it, you know, it's it's disappointing from that respect. Absolutely. Well, that's, that was the first first series preview. I, again, if you if you want a really extensive one about each match, shake them ropes. Uh, they did a great job. You can see it on VoicesWrestling.com. Uh, look up shake them ropes, and also uh, it's on our uh, iTunes and, and and podcast feed as well. I definitely recommend it. if you if you really want an extensive one. Uh, we're gonna have an article uh, Friday as well. Or but by the time you're you're listening to this, probably be up on on the website as well, doing a little bit of a preview. But that's that's about all we can give you. I, there's too much else to talk yeah, about. You're really hey, you're really stuff. down on this. Jeez, gee, you're murdering this card. Yeah, well, I mean. You're murdering that's this it. thing. I mean, that's, I mean, what is what? I, look, I, I don't know. You know, I can't really I mean, kill you. Awesome. I mean, look, 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 I sent out the so I sent out the the, the Google Doc for people to review it uh, this morning around like maybe ten or eleven a.m. Not a single person went there. Usually when I put it up, people are. I, I'll have everybody's up there within like an hour or two, maybe an hour or three. I looked up right now and nobody has yet done anything yet. I had to drag people. I said, okay, <laughs> who else wants to oh, do, the do the preview? One person say, I'll do the preview. And then I was like, okay, well, that's one. <laughs> you know, who's the, who else? Well, you know, it, it doesn't. Well, here's the thing, Rich. It doesn't have to be a Wu-Tang Clan preview every time. You don't have to have 19 people preview in the show. I would like more than one. If, it, if it's just you <laughs> and one other person, that's okay. You know, we don't I get more than one. You know, I don't want to do it. It's, I was hoping four people were going to ask to do sometimes it. Sometimes it's just fine to hear Method Man. And uh, give me give me someone else uh, who was a key or Raekwon or Raekwon as a you, look. Sometimes you don't need RZA involved. You know what I'm saying? You don't. Need, oh, no, that's not true. You, sometimes you, no, no, it is true. We don't need the entire Wu Tang Clan doing it because let me tell you something. Nobody's reading it all anyway. No, as soon as they see more than three or four names on people. there, they're skimming. They're skimming. <laughs> I promise you, they're skimming, Rich. I promise you. So it's all right. You know, go with just you and whoever the poor sap was who volunteered because it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Warren Taylor or something? Who was it? Let me see. Uh, no, Sean. Sean Flynn. Our, so our Sean Flynn. All right, so you and Sean Flynn could do it. He's going to send me a text. No, that's just going to be like, I'm not doing notice it. Notice how I'm nominating you to be right. the person and not myself. Well, I had to. I had to fill in the third. We, we, we have our fourth, but I don't think anybody's ever going to. Okay, so so we got we got we we have three or four people? Yep. 
It's a Wu It's another Wu Tang preview. What can I say? You know, we gotta have a million people up on the stage. We can't. It's gotta be like Leonard Skinner with 19 guitar right. players. We can't just have exactly. one guitar. First player. one in fire. We need. Yeah, we need. You gotta have 19 people with trumpets. Yeah, there. yeah, unbelievable. All right. All right. Moving on here. Observer Hall of Fame. Observer Hall. Speaking of uh, a, a not Wu Tang Clan and, and a very manageable list of people, uh, the Rock and Roll Express are your new uh, Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Uh, entrance, and that is it. Were you surprised that I knew more than one member of the Wu-Tang Clan? Um, can you give me any more besides... Yeah, there's uh, the Ghostface Killer. Yeah. Uh, you see how I pronounced that? I got with the with the yeah, A-H the at the end. Killer. Uh, there's... Uh, you went the RZA, so you went, you went Method Man RZA. I, I gave you Raekwon, but you know Raekwon, so I know that. Raekwon, yeah, I've, I've had personal run-ins with that fella. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not the classiest guy. Uh, okay, so you got Method Man RZA... Raekwon, and then uh, Ghostface Killer. Okay, wait. I don't think you're going to get any of the others. Yeah, there's... I mean, there's, old, old Dirty Bastard. Hold on, there's Jizza. Yep, okay. There's uh, the guy who was on the food stamps. Uh, old Dirty Bastard. Yep, ODB. Old Dirty Bastard. Yeah, old. Right? It's old. Right? Mm-hmm. There's no D on the end of that. There's not. It's old. Right. Yeah. How many is that? That's six? Uh, yeah. There's there's a Rizza, few more. Jizza, Method, Method Man. I'm going to get them all. Ghostface Killer. Okay. And we're going to stay here until you do this. Uh, so. uh, how many? Who, I, got, I got six of them, right? Uh, you got one, two, three, four left. <sighs> this is where I get stumped. I don't, I don't know the rest. Lou, he's trying to focus. He's, Let him, he's, give these him have it. to be really obscure. Am I missing anybody who's not obscure? Uh, no. So I, I got all the key players here. You got the key ones. Yeah, these ones are like for the hardcore. Right, who that, who that are no. the four I'm missing? I'll, uh, I'll, you got be honest whether I've, I'll be honest whether I've heard of them or not. Okay, you have Inspector deck. Okay. Okay. Dear God. I don't know what you're barking at, so... Okay. We done? Alright, inspect the deck. <laughs> you got... I, he's probably very upset about this Wu-Tang. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, Master Killer. No. And then, and then Capadonna. I'd never heard of any of those men. Yeah, okay. I didn't think so. And those That's are, fine. So there was three that I missed. Uh, four. Uh, oh, you got. I forgot you got. You got... Yeah, I never heard of any of those guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, God, shut up. Enough. Jesus. Okay, well, that's the end of the Wu-Tang Clan portion of the podcast. So let's back to, uh, re- back to the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Uh, Rock and Roll Express in. Uh, everybody else not in. A few guys off. I think, the, as well. I think the dog just didn't want you talking about Wu-Tang Clan. I think now he's okay. Yeah, he's fine. He, he was upset at the Wu-Tang Clan talk. <laughs> okay, no, no. He's, well, you keep mentioning it, so no, we're done. We're done with the Wu-Tang Clan, I promise. Maybe he's a big Rock and Roll Express fan. The only team to get in to the uh, yes. There we go. Sorry, I apologize for my dog, but uh, so it's, you know. Yeah, I mean, look, um, I don't really have a problem with this. A lot of people have a, a major problem with the fact that uh, only one one candidate was voted in. There's also a historical candidate going in, but we're not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a major problem with this. Thirties, <laughs> like Canadian, French Canadian wrestling. I mean, I I think it should be hard to get in. And mm-hmm. and um, I really and I think the Rock and Roll Express deserved it. I always vote for them. I always push for them. Um, and there are people, obviously, that I voted for that didn't get in. There's people that I voted for who are falling off the ballot entirely, and I'm not real worked up about it. You know, it's it's I it it, it it's not it doesn't bother me uh, that that certain candidates didn't get in, even though I voted for them. You know, they either get in or they don't. You know what I mean? I don't get sussed about it. I don't, I don't get all. Uh, fired up about it. I'm not fired up about. I look. I like the new 15 year 50 percent rule. I think it was much needed. I don't have any issue with it. Um, there's no other sports hall of fame that keeps people on the ballot forever. 
the, these candidates have forever to get in. They have fi- yeah. they have 15 years, okay? Then they can still stay on if they're close because if they're over 50%, they get longer than the 15 years. And then they can end up, in some cases, getting, getting put back on in the historical right. bucket. I mean, gee, you're giving these guys a million chances. I mean, I, 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 what's the problem here? If they're not getting in after all that, well, guess what? They're not Hall of Famers. Right. If it takes that long to figure out if they're a Hall of Famer, they're probably I, not a Hall of Famer. Dick, <laughs> that, that's... Dick Murdoch's not a Hall of Famer. Accept it. He's not a Hall of Famer. Jesse Ventura's not a Hall of Famer. Deal with it. Uh, Fabulous Mua is not a Hall of Famer. It is what it is. I mean, what is the point of leaving these people on the ballot forever? It just clutters the ballot. Get him off. Yeah, like an own heart. Do we really still need to we need ponder own hearts? Yeah. Get it, get it hmm, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe next year I'll vote own Like, it's not going to happen. There's no it's, new it's... information. It is what it is. Yeah. Okay? And if, 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 if some magical footage gets unearthed of one of these guys that, that proves they were some super worker we didn't know they were, I put them back on. If some magical research emerges that nobody yeah. knew, if you know, if if Dick Murdoch headlined some territory somewhere and there were zeros missing off of all the attendance figures, and they, you know, he was really drawing ten thousand a night instead of the one thousand. All right, put him back on. Well, re- but I mean, geez, how many chances you want to give these guys? Right. And, and that's the good thing about the. And, and you mentioned, you know, referencing other sports. I mean, that's a good thing about the, the, what you can do with the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. That you can't do with the baseball hall of fame. You can't say, okay, Tim Raines, you're off the, you know, the ballot. Oh wait, we just unearthed, you know, a stat there, you know, this box score that showed that, you know, this year of box scores or whatever. You're not going to get that. We have everything already. So that one, when they're off, they're off. With the wrestling observer, and Dave's very easy about it. We we saw a bunch of guys this year where people say, hey, I think you should get him back on, and they'll put him back on. Yeah. Or- and and that's so if if you know if in whatever time frame, which 15 years is already, I, I think that's already long enough. It's abs- I think you, I think you, it's absurd. You could do five, in my opinion, and, and probably do. I mean, I'll, I'll even accept 10 if you want. 10 whatever that's fine if after that 10 years all of a sudden yeah you find something that says okay cool you know i found definitive proof that pepper gomez you know deserves you know look at what he did in this this random territory that we didn't okay dave will put him back on it's not like a thing where they're like no 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 he's done i mean they'll they'll he'll go back on here look wrestling's a little different from other sports in where other sports like you said the numbers are already on the sheet Okay, so you know, like, like you said, you know, Tim Raines isn't going to steal twenty more bases. He's, his career is over. Right. Wrestling is a little different in that respect because we're always finding out new information. There's always you know new footage emerging. There's new research that comes out. So I can I'm, I kind of differ with you a little in where I I, I can kind of understand. I, I don't mind the fifteen years. I don't know if I would shorten that necessarily. Now that I think about it, I'd, I'd keep it at fifteen. But fifteen years is a long fucking time. And if someone is sitting at thirty eight percent every year for fifteen years. Okay, what are we doing at that point? I mean, really, what are we doing? They're never getting over 60, and they're never going under 10 to get dropped. So what, we're just going to keep them there in, in, in forever, just eternally, to get, thir- to get the same 38% of the vote every year? I mean, what is the point? What is the point? They're not getting in, and they're not falling off. Get rid of them. I had enough. I'm sick of looking at Dick Murdoch on the back. He's never getting in. He got 46% last year. He got 45% this year. And the number's only going to go down because a lot of the people who vote for him are going to die. They're going to die or they're going to stop voting or they're going to get old. His numbers aren't going up. They're not going to go drastically up. He peaked at like 59 a couple years ago, and now he's trickled all the way down to 45 because Nick Bockwinkle is, is, has Alzheimer's, and every year three or four people who vote for him probably die, and these people aren't voting anymore. He's not getting in. It's not going to happen. So just get rid of these guys. What is the point of keeping Fabulous Moolah on this ballot when she gets 30% every year? Right. 
there's no great there's not going to be some great push for the fabulous Moore to gain 30 percent uh, of the vote at this point the city you know who are the people who fell off do you have it in front of you yeah, I got him in front of you right here now. Uh, uh, Cyclone Ni- uh, Negro, uh, Giant Haystacks, uh, Ken Patera, <clears throat> uh, your boy King Kong Zaja did not last very long. I, I, uh, J- I voted for King Kong Zaya. Oh, this year? Okay. And King well, he... Kong Zaya got less than 10%, and yeah. it is what it is. I-, I think he's a Hall of Famer based on his drawing, but whatever. You know, obviously no one agreed. I'm the, I'm in the minority, so see ya. See ya, Zaya. Take a hike. Yeah. Who else? Uh, John De Silva and Jan, uh, Jan Wilkins. Okay, right? those are the under 10 percenters. That right. you just named. Now, give me the 1550s that dropped. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Those are the 10 percenters. Yeah, here's the official dropped off the next year's ballot because of the new rule. Sorry, correct. Uh, I have Gina Noli Anderson. Okay. Uh, Grand Hamada. Voted for him. Voted for him. I'm a Grand Hamada voter, but I'm still not upset about this. Hey, he didn't get in. He was an interesting one. Yeah, we had um, uh, Alan. The podcast with Alan is if I had a vote, I probably would have went with him. But I mean, you what know are you going to do? I mean, he's had 15 fucking years to get in. Enough's enough. Who else? Uh, Owen Hart. Okay. Which we mentioned. never getting uh, in. I mean, right, what's, so his, just stop, what's yeah. his high? What's his high water mark? Twenty percent? Oh yeah, I mean, I think he hovered around thirty at a point, but yeah, that that's about it. No. I mean, th- there was no reason for him to be there anymore. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon. Okay. Uh, Fabulous Moolah. Gorilla Monsoon went from twenty-seven uh, percent last year to thirty-three percent. He's never getting in. Yep, never getting. And in. I have a little bit of a breakdown too for people that are, are, are curious. Fabulous Moolah well. gets between thirty and thirty-five percent every How year. Did, how did? Who voted thirty-five? Uh, look, I. Th- that's not even a point. The point is she's never getting in. Just, <laughs> but I know. Why keep God, why bother these keeping these people on? Who else? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Pedro Morales. And Pedro Morales, who actually, I believe, didn't he say he's putting them back on because of new research? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know if he officially said that he was going to put him back on, but he said that because Dave himself had unearthed some new stuff and thought he was going to maybe put him back on. I don't know if for sure he's back on. But So here's the thing. I would have a bigger problem with just, with just arbitrarily throwing people back on. But it, it, because he decides whether the research is valid or not. Here's the exact quote. Uh, in the case of Morales, because of the data in the research this year, which came out after most, most ballots had come in, he'll probably be put back on in two years for the last shot. So in two years, he gets another shot. Okay. And the other people can go back on. Like there's some of those people who are off can go back on once they're – 30 years removed or something like Dick Murdoch. Yeah. Some, I mean, like some of them are 2020. Like 20, yeah. Like 2020 or 2030 or something. So some like, here's the like, thing. They still get another chance. <laughs> what is the complaint here? They took them fi- for 15 years. They didn't get in. They could have stayed on if they came close. Cologne is staying on. He's an example of someone who was right. on the chopping block. He got 56%. He stays on because he's close. We can see Volcan was another one. Volcan stays on. He got over to 50%. These people had 15 years. They're not even close to getting in. Okay? The only one you can make the argument for are the Andersons, who got 49%. But here's the thing. You have to draw a line somewhere. The line happens to be 50%. It is what it is. Okay? Uh, if you miss the Baseball Hall of Fame by one vote every year for your 10 chances, they get rid of you. And you don't come back. This Hall of Fame is too fucking lenient, in my opinion. Yep. You give these you give these guys a million chances who are never getting in. They shouldn't come back unless there's some new evidence. Dick Murdoch, Fabulous Moolah, these people should not come back unless there's significant Hall of Fame level evidence to bring them back. Dave thinks he has that with uh, um, Morales, Pedro Morales. Pedro Morales. Now yep. look, I, the, the, now the only problem with that is. He's sort of the judge, jury, and executioner as far as whether that new evidence is worthy to be looked at again. Yeah. That I can see people having a problem with. I don't know how I feel about that. But if it were up to me, 
these guys would have their 15 years, and if they didn't get in, they'd be gone. I wouldn't right. even I wouldn't even give the 50 percent thing. To me, Cologne would be gone right now. He's had 15 years. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a problem with keeping them on after 50. I, you know, I can actually I can go because I can go either way with that one. Yeah, well, I, I think there's an issue because then it gets kind of weird. Of okay, are you voting this guy because you really, you know, what I mean, where maybe they're just getting votes. It, it's such a weird thing. We're, we're okay, so now you you know that Cologne's nearer there, so you're still kind of voting for him. But if he's not getting it, yeah, I'm I'm with you. If it's 15 years and you haven't gotten in, you're not in. I mean, you're not a whole thing. I don't think the rule. I think the art. Uh, I'm not using the word arbitrary, but I think the the cutoff is 50, percent which is fine. But then it's sort of. Again, it's just kind of there. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, now, you know, Cologne's over. Is he still a Hall of Famer? No. But, you know, how long is he going to be at 50 now? And this is going to be the interesting thing now that we'll have to see in the future years is that is a guy like Carlos Cologne, who's had 15 years to get in and hasn't gotten in, now is pe- are people just going to vote for him and, under the guise of, ah, you know, we'll keep him on the ballot another year or whatever. And so now is he going to have, you know, there's what, no, whatever amount of There's no amount question that there's strategic voting. And look, I don't I, I don't tell – I don't think I, – I hate strategic. I, I don't think that – I think it's still well, – look, I, are you a Hall of Famer or not? Yeah. I don't tell anybody how to vote. Everyone can treat their vote how I want. I do not strategically vote. I right. just vote for who I think deserves it. Yeah, Hall of Fame or not. But with that yes, said, no. to be fair, I never even use cl- – I'm a very conservative voter. I don't use anywhere close to my full 10. I don't use my full allotment. So it's easy for me to say I don't vote strategically because I don't have tough decisions to make because I never, I've never voted for more than five candidates. Um, now, if you think that there's 15 worthy Hall of Famers, that's where strategic voting comes in because then you might figure, all right, well, I have 15 who I think belong, but sure. do I want to save two or three? Me, right, I'll save the young guys and, and, and get this guy instead. Yeah, or, or whatever the case may be. Now, if I, had, if I felt there were 15 worthy people that I wanted to vote for, I still wouldn't vote strategically. I would vote for the 10 that I thought deserved it the right. most. I'm someone who's just going to vote for who I think is a Hall of Famer, and the chips are going to fall where they may. I don't care about the rules. I don't care about the process. My role in the process is just to vote, and that's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to vote. Um, the, 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 the rules in the process do not affect my vote whatsoever. I just vote for who I think deserves it. There is absolutely strategic voting going on, though. You're right about that, but I don't really look. I don't have a problem with how other people vote. I, I, don't, I don't worry about it. I don't tell people they're wrong for the way that they vote how they vote. I vote how I vote, and we'll see where the chips fall. What I do have a problem with, you know, sometimes, and we talked a little bit about this off the air. Sometimes people misuse the word arbitrary. It's like people are complaining that, ah, these rules are arbitrary. Well, of course they are. You need guidelines. <laughs> you can't right. – of course – by rule, it, it, the entire process is arbitrary. It has to be because you have to have guidelines. The only time – if you notice – and this doesn't really relate to the Hall of Fame. It just relates to people in general and, and when people are debating and stuff. The only time anyone throws the word arbitrary out there is when they disagree with a guideline. If someone agrees with a guideline, they never call it arbitrary. They only call a, a guideline arbitrary when they disagree with it. You know what? You ever notice that? So, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I don't like this just because it, it's arbitrary. Well, if you did like it, I you wouldn't be calling it arbitrary. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it, it it's kind of turned into like a negative term. It's kind of like a a cheap way out of an argument is just to call something arbitrary. The whole process. If you don't, if 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 this process wasn't arbitrary there'd be no guidelines you just say, yeah, vote for whoever you want in the history of wrestling vote for as many people as you want but you still need some sort of arbitrary guideline because you need to set the percent i mean it's just ridiculous look of course it's arbitrary um but yeah it's uh look i don't have a problem with the 1550 you can't have these cluttered ballots the cluttered ballots is what's causing all this strife to begin with look there's no other sports hall of fame that keeps you on the ballot forever they right. all get rid of you eventually 
because it, it, that's just the way it works. You got to time marches on. You got to move on. You got to move on and look at new candidates now. You can't keep these. If baseball didn't get rid of people after ten years, it used to be. Oh dear God, could you? <laughs> now, it used to be fifteen. Now it's yeah. now it's ten. Okay. If they kept everyone on, and they drop you if you're below ten percent. But if they kept everybody after those 10 years who finished over 10%, there would literally be hundreds of people on the ballot. That is fucking stupid because 90% of them don't deserve it and are never getting in. And I think what happens – look, wrestling is a little different. But I think what happens in wrestling is we're a little too nostalgic sometimes when it comes to wrestling. Gasp. <laughs> With wrestling, Joe? We're a little no. too nostalgic sometimes, okay? And I think that's, you know, people don't want to see people fall off the ballot because they're attached to them for nostalgic reasons. But look, how much longer are we going to break down Gorilla Monsoon? Look, he doesn't deserve it. It's He's had long enough. Any, all these people are fringy candidates. They just are. They're on the fence. They're on the fence for a reason. If they get in, great. I'm not going to complain if any of them get in. But if they don't get in after the 15 years, I have no problem getting rid of them. Because Jesus Christ, we can't keep them on forever. If your argument is you can keep them on forever, that's fine. But if you know 20 years from now, you're going to have 300 people on the ballot. Right. And then you're going to think about and think about us. How are we going to do preview podcast, Joe? And then if you have if you have if you have all those people on the ballot, then you're going to turn around and complain. Oh, oh, I can only vote for 10. Right. Well, what the fuck? Just put everybody in then. I mean, why you know why even have any standards? Just put everybody in. I'll, I'm all for it being hard. I'm all for you. You know, if you don't get in after 15, tough shit. Take a hike. You have plenty of time to get in. These guys get a million fucking chances. They really do. I can't look. I can't be. I can't get worked up when people fall. And I. Yeah. And I voted for people who fell off. <laughs> right. And, and another thing, too, that, that I find kind of funny, and, and obviously we're passionate about it and we care about it and we, you know, we d- devoted part of our site because I think it's fun more than anything. That's why I don't care you know, personally if, if guys don't get in and get really angry or whatever because, you know what, if you still enjoy Dick Murdoch, okay, it, it doesn't change your enjoyment level of Dick Murdoch. You can still tell people you really enjoyed Dick Murdoch. I mean, it, it, just because he's not in, quote, Wrestling Observer Hall of Famer, it doesn't matter. You know, Dave says, Who it, cares? Like, Dave says it all the time. If you get on this ballot, there's a case for you to be a Hall of Famer. Right, right. You're already on it. Yeah, because there's thousands of wrestlers. I mean, there's 10,000, 10 million wrestlers all time. Just, and, just because and, you don't get in, it doesn't mean that. And what? 2% of them ever sniffed this. 1%, hell. Which is. That have ever wrestled sniffed this thing. So you're in the top, you know, you're in the top, top. Which is good. Yeah. I mean, I look, I don't understand the mindset. Why do people want to keep voting for people who are never getting it? What, what are you getting out of that? Yeah, what a dumb process. Yeah, just. <laughs> yeah. What are you getting out Shutting of that? Off the pot. Yeah, it's, I don't know. And this, and like, this idea that <clears> it's going to, you know, uh, if by eliminating people, it's going to help other people because other people are going to get vote. Well, here's the problem then. Don't vote. Why are it's like we just talked about? Why are you voting for the full? T- if you don't think there's ten people who deserve it, right. then don't vote for ten people. I and I know that there's people who do that, who they have ten spots. So God damn it, they're filling all ten spots. They might only feel strongly about seven, but ah, fuck it. I got three spots left. I'm gonna and that and that fucks up the process. That fucks up the process more than eliminating people after fifteen fucking years. People who who are just filling out their ballot to fill it out. You know, and, you know, it's it's and I'm sure that there's people who do that. So I don't know. I bottom line, I can't get worked up about it. I'm 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 it's just ballot. These people are just ballot clutter. Fabulous Moolah is ballot. <laughs> Never getting in. You know, if you and if you want, look, all right, Murdoch, we keep bringing him up. At least he's been close at times. Some yeah. of these people are never even cl- what about Wilbur Snyder right on the cusp of I mean, what's going to change about Wilbur Snyder? <laughs> I mean, and he's literally a guy where anyone voting for him is dead. I mean, let's face right. it. <laughs> right. And, and, and when those people were alive, they didn't put him in. 
So he's not he's not a Hall of Famer. He's not. I'm sorry. He didn't get in. It is what it is. We got to move on. You know, what's going to change about Gorilla Monsoon's case? I mean, he doesn't even come close. Even if you if someone writes something compelling about Gorilla Monsoon, he's not going up 30%. Get him out of here. You had a chance to get him in. You had 15 fucking years to get him in. He didn't get in. I don't want to hear it anymore. All right, well, here are the rest of the guys uh, that fell off. We have, obviously, a movie we've mentioned before. Uh, Dick Murdoch uh, fell off. Uh, Seiji Sakaguchi uh, fell off. Jimmy Snuka, Wilbur Snyder, and Jesse Ventura. So now, a um, few things here real quick that I want to do cover before we kind of get into guys that are going to be added next year and sort of how we think, you know, kind of early predictions for next you year. Know, Snuka's um, another one. Why, why are you going to keep <laughs> Snuka? Snuka barely cracks 20%. Yeah, who cares about Jimmy Snuka? Why, I mean, why, what is the, why would you want to keep these people on? I want to hear a, a I want to hear a, a sway me, please. I'm begging you to sway me. Why Jimmy Snooker should keep being on this ballot every year? Why? To prevent newer candidates from getting votes? Well, isn't that biased the other way? Yeah, it is. Why don't people just be honest and say that they prefer older wrestling? Because that's what this right. comes. They would down rather to. vote. Yeah, they think older wrestlers are Hall of Famers and current guys and are current not. Guys and I'm gonna get into that and a little that, bit. That's if people would just be honest and say that, I, I would yep. understand the argument further. Because there's no other rational reason to keep Jimmy Snuka on this ballot when half the time he's in the teens. Why? What would be the point of keeping him there? So somebody on wrestling classics. Who's 110 years old can vote? Can, can, <laughs> I really highly doubt can, there's somebody that can wrestling for, Can vote for Jimmy Snuka every year? And, and <laughs> I feel like that's an exaggeration. Just, just so it prevents them from voting for uh, CM Punk or, right. or Edge, so uh, you, because you don't like modern wrestling. I mean, I, that's ridiculous. He's never getting in. Get rid of him. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I, to me, I have a feeling a lot of this comes down to people who are biased towards modern wrestling, yep. even no, though, absolutely. even though they're framing it as an argument that's biased against. It's not biased. How can it? How is it biased against old wrestling when they had a decade and a half to get in, and and they could be put back on? How's right. that biased against these guys? You're giving them a million chances. If they were biased against these guys, they'd be gone a long time ago. The the argument doesn't hold any water. It's a bullshit argument. I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. I, there, there's an article idea that I have that, that, that really is going to need to be fleshed out a lot more, but but we'll, we'll talk about it when we talk about a, a certain candidate uh, that made his debut on this ballot. But uh, real quick, I wanted to uh, cover uh, the highest risers, so the guys that, that did the best. And one that's particularly interesting, uh, he actually was third. Uh, it was Ivan Koloff who got to 14%, which is great for him. I'm, I'm really glad that he, he went up from uh, 34% to 48, uh, received 159 votes. Uh, as you mentioned, Pedro Morales went from 22 to 33. So uh, as Dave said, he's going to try to probably put him on the ballot again. Uh, then the interesting one I think that we, we should talk a little bit about is Eugene Nagata went from 26% all the way to 37%, an 11% uh, increase for him. I thought that was very interesting. Koloff, there was some research that came out, and um, it, 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 you know, and he had the, the documentary as well. Yeah, so he's he kind of was on the tip of people's tongues this year, and um, you know, I think that he'll keep doing strong because after the voting was over, Meltzer himself said that he saw Koloff as a slam dunk. So if the, you know, it, there's there's always going to be a little bump, I guess, if Dave supports it. That's what people say. I don't even know if that's true, but if that is true, then then that'll help him a little bit. Um, you know, Morales went up because the research came out, like Dave said, it's sort of in the middle of the voting period. Mm -hmm. And I guess since he's the one who sees the ballots, I guess his theory is all right. If he saw an increase in Morales votes after the research came out, then maybe some of the people who voted before the research came out 
would then in turn vote for Morales. Again, I don't see how this is biased against old candidates when they <laughs> he's actually he he's he's making an exception to the rule to keep an old candidate on. I mean, uh, uh, geez, just and as for Yuji Nagata, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe because uh, Tanahashi and Kensuke Sasaki got in last year and there were some votes freed up. I, mm-hmm. The Japanese voters tend to be very more liberal with their vote. I mean, uh, Tenkoji staying on the ballot. They, I, I was going to mention that. They, they, have, they have no Hall of Fame argument. Tenkoji got 17% of the vote. It was 17 total votes, but yes, yeah, 17%, which is just. So there was all, I can't, cause I think there was all, I, I can't even, I would love to hear those 17 now, people. Look, now look, they're never getting in. Unless they are Tenzan and So we got two from Tenzan and I mean, Kojima, I mean, they're, they're never getting in. Maybe voted for themselves, but even then I could see them being like, I don't know. And actually, if, if you want to change, if you want to change a policy, I think you should raise it to 20% and below get knocked off instead of 10%. I agree. Because these people under 20. Well, unless yeah. someone can show me, unless someone can show me a candidate who has a baseline under twenty percent, who then eventually got in, make it twenty percent. That would get rid of plenty of people too, um, that are never getting in. See, the thing is, I don't want to just get rid of people. I want to get rid of people who aren't getting in. I, I want to make that clear. And if you're under twenty percent, I, you know, unless someone can show me otherwise, I don't think you're ever getting in. But anyway, um, Tenkoji's never getting in, but it's like the, the Japanese voters seem to be more willing to vote for people where you, you look at these lucha voters. Jesus, they must have standards higher than me because they don't fucking vote for anybody. No one ever gets in. No one ever gets in from Mexico. And they're the most split. Yeah, they, they don't uh, they need to get together. They need to have a convention uh, and, and just get together and say, OK, who are we voting for? Because <laughs> we need to get we need to get somebody in but, you know, from this region. Maybe, none, yeah, of them, nobody... maybe none of them are worthy. Yeah. I mean, that's not a popular opinion. I don't even necessarily agree with it. Well, hey, but maybe I mean, none of them, maybe if they were worthy, they'd get in. I, I, right. I don't know. I mean, it's it's not easy to get in. Sixty percent is not an easy number to hit. And you know, I look at some, look. I don't vote Mexico. I look at some of the names on the ballot, and I think to myself, how the fuck is this guy not in? Being someone who's only marginally knowledgeable of the situation, so I, it mystifies me. But look, maybe the people who do know what the fuck they're talking about, which is weird because all the people that we talk to who do vote Mexico are are just as mystified as we are that no one ever yeah. gets in. So I don't even know if that's the case. But maybe the actual voters from Mexico. Uh, who we're not talking to and we're not dealing with the wrestlers, the ex-wrestlers, the front office, whoever's voting, who, who physically lives in Mexico or, and, and is in the culture. Maybe they're the ones dooming these guys because we were told that a lot of these candidates, um, especially the uh, the death missionaries, yeah. everyone we talked to said that they were mortal locks. It was just a matter of getting them on the ballot. Chris Harrington's exit polling, they were 100%. <laughs> Every single Lucha voter in Chris Harrington's exit polling voted for them. I thought for sure they were getting in, but they didn't even. I mean, what was their percentage? Thirty-six. Thirty-six percent. Thirty-five total votes. So it's not the it's not the Americans who we talk to who aren't putting these guys in. It's it's got to be the Mexicans who who are just they must be hard markers. Because what other explanation can you come up with? They got a hundred percent in the exit polling. We did our shows. Everyone said they were locks. Everyone we talked to from um, uh, David Bixenspan, Matt, Matt Farmer, Farmer, Dylan, uh, Dylan Waco, all yeah. said these guys, you know, should most definitely be Hall of Famers. And and they didn't even come close. They didn't even get in the 40s. I mean, it's, so I don't know what's going on. The, the Mexican voters don't vote for anybody. And the Japanese voters are more than willing to throw votes at people. It's not like they're throw, putting everybody in. I mean, Yuji Nagata is not exactly knocking on the door. He's only at 37%. 
But um, and, and you know the other thing, the, the other people who who never get any votes are the modern U.S. candidates. Right, and and that's that's we'll talk a little bit. I I, I really would like to look at that because that's going to be a very interesting thing. And 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 particularly, I mean, obviously we had uh, the, the, one of the big stories was Brock Lesnar and how well he did. He actually uh, finished uh, second overall in, in terms of uh, percentage. Uh, still on the outside looking in, he is at fifty six percent. That's up nine percent from last year, where he was at forty seven percent, one hundred eighty five total votes. So he was very very close. Um, another guy that wasn't though, CM Punk was very low. What did you think about that? Were you surprised that he only got uh, 19%? I think that, um, when it comes to, there's this theory that if we start pruning off the older candidates after 15 years, that it's going to open up voting for modern candidates. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm going to need to see proof of that because Batista, who you would think would be a pretty strong candidate, one and done off the ballot. CM Punk, who you would think would be a pretty strong candidate, 19%, an absolute non-factor. Edge, who a lot of people like, never gets over you know the, the mid 30s uh, in terms of a percentage. So um, look, they're gonna have to make up a ton of ground. I mean, you're gonna have to have basically every Dick Murdoch voter go, eh, you know what? I'm gonna vote for CM Punk. That that's right. not that's <laughs> not gonna happen. Uh, yeah, that'd be very unlikely that the uh, so yeah, uh, the- you know I I I just you know. <laughs> the, the, the modern U.S. Candidates. The Wilbur Snyder people are going to, you know what, CM Punk. <laughs> you know what, yeah. These modern U.S. candidates have a harder time than the, at least the Lucha. Right, and that's, that's I think, the funniest thing, that, that, that there are a lot of people talking about the old-timers, and, oh, they're so, it's so hard for them to get in, or whatever. These modern U.S. guys, I mean, my God, who in this era is going to get in now? They don't even knock, I mean, you might as well say no, because— They don't even knock on the door. Right. I mean, they're not even close. And that's that's the biggest thing is we're talking about these guys and we're, we're you know, we're bemoaning the Dick Murdoch's of the world, which is fine. I mean, that's that I, I get the reason for that. But the bigger story to me, honestly, and maybe that's just because I'm more in tune with the modern wrestling and I don't really care as much about the is that, OK, well, you know, who who is going to make it from the modern? I mean, Randy Orton's coming up next year. If, if CM Punk can't sniff it and if Edge can't sniff it, and if Batista can't sniff, there's no way Randy Orton's getting in. So who in who in these next 15 years or who in this era WWE John Cena's in that's it and just Brock Lesnar might get in might but Lesnar's a different case and that's I I agree totally different he he, I would not count him as strictly because he's getting he's getting weird a a modern U.S. guy Lesnar's getting those weird does MMA count votes and we're not getting into that today but and one thing that I'm very curious about and and this is actually a study that I'm planning on hopefully doing it's gonna be a very big deal so I'm I'm gonna probably do it is is we really I think need to start looking at independent wrestling in way, and, and, and they've mentioned it a little bit as well, that, that nobody gets in based off independent anything. You know, nobody from the U.S. Indies gets in unless they become a big star in WWE. And even in those cases, they don't. A guy like CM Punk, who, who by all accounts was the second biggest star in WWE for plenty of years, in some cases was even a bigger star than John Cena, can't even get any. I mean, he's not even halfway there. He's not well, even. I mean, he's a quarter. And he's he was. And, and the, the thing is, there was definitely a period of time. You could argue how long the period of time was that he was the second biggest star in the world. Right, and, exactly. and 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 he got nineteen percent. Look, I didn't vote for him. I'm not telling you he belongs. I wouldn't. No, no, I agree. No, and that, yeah. that yeah, I, I do want to clarify that. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that he absolutely is a slam dunk Hall of Fame candidate. No. I'm just our I, point I here is that they don't even come close. Right, and then what what I'm very curious about is okay, and and Dave mentioned as well that he nobody from the U.S. independence gets there, and and to an extent I sort of get it, but I feel like there's going to have to be some sort of standard change at some point with how we vote these guys, because when you hear Dave talk about it, and you hear these guys, oh this guy sold out Madison Square Garden, this guy went here, this guy did this, you know, this guy, which is well and good, but you know what, God damn it, there was fucking four times the amount of wrestling fans in the '70s that there are now. Are we really? I, I think we're very much holding it too much against these guys. That yeah, they only you know they work in front of six hundred guys at, at, at wherever, 
at the Knights of Columbus in in, in LaSalle, Illinois. You know, the, the, we talk, I was talking to you about the Young Bucks, who, a, a team that went in to LaSalle, Illinois, who went to Dreamwave and sold that place out in a place that, that, that doesn't normally sell out. Well, I think, you know, at some point, you know, I get it. The numbers aren't as gaudy. I get that it, maybe it's only 500 people. Maybe it's only 400 people. It's, it's not Madison Square Garden. He's not, you know, they're not doing double shots in Texas. And, you know, they're not selling these giant arenas out like they were in the 70s and 80s or whatever. There's not as many wrestling fans. I mean, are we, we're, I think we're holding it too much against these guys that, you, you know, Ring of Honor runs the Frontier Fieldhouse in Chicago. That maybe seats 900 to, to 11 hundred people if a Samoa Joe or whatever like he did multiple times if a CM Punk multiple times sold that place out you know Daniel Bryan sold it out many times I was there many times and him against Kenta him against you know Morishima and it was sold out but because it's not you know MSG we don't count that as a sell I mean it doesn't matter because it's a thousand seats who cares yeah I mean but the point I mean there's not as many wrestling fans yeah I get what you're saying but the argument the counter argument to that is going to be there's not enough there's not as many wrestling fans because these guys are not Hall of Fame worthy stars who are creating. But then, okay, well then fine, then shut the damn thing down because nobody's a Hall of Fame level star. Listen, anymore. I agree, and I think the mindset, like like the look, like anything else, as the wrestling business evolves, the voting for the Hall of Fame will probably evolve, mm-hmm. and as the older voters stop voting or die, and the, and voters who came up in the indie era, these younger voters come in who have a different perspective, maybe those things will change. What's interesting to me is I don't know what the direction that'll go. I don't really have a, uh, a stance either way. I think it's interesting to just watch that evolution unfold and see how it goes. Uh, maybe they'll put greater, maybe there'll be a greater importance down the line on work rate since for a solid decade, decade and a half now, that's been a heavy emphasis sure. in the wrestling business has been work rate. I mean, and, one and of my with, common with, complaints, yeah. one of my common complaints is that, you know, historically this has been sort of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame of drawing. Which I don't think mm-hmm. drawing takes such a heavier precedent over the other two facets. And there's nothing in the, the voting guidelines that says that any of the three facets are more important than the other. But there's no question, no question Certainly. that the drawing component, and I'm guilty of it too, everyone's guilty of it who votes, that the drawing component takes a heavier emphasis. Right. But it's like you're saying the business is so completely different now. Now, should the standards change or should it just be a matter of, look, there's just less Hall of Famers now because they were not creating more fans. I, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how that evolves. Mm-hmm. I really am. Because I think there is a pre- – and, and I know from new voters or whatever that there's sort of a pressure. There's – there's and, and I see it all the time. We see it on the Observer Board. We see it on Twitter or whatever where people mention that they're voting for people and people go, ah, you know, that that's – you know, there, there's almost uh, – you're an idiot for voting any of the newer guys. You know, you're so wrong because they, they, they're they not draws. They're not this. They're not that. And it's – it's at some point, I mean, I, I – they're just I, I think there needs to be a bigger conversation about how we're going to handle modern U.S. guys going forward, because if we're not going to count independence and WWE doesn't draw anymore because the brand draws and nobody cares about pay-per-view buys and that sort of stuff. Well, how the hell are we voting for these? Yeah, guys because then? no one's even voting. And here's the thing. It, 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 you're not just pining for the independent guy. You're really talking about the WWE stars. Too. Nobody from WWE is getting in. I mean, if CM, Punk, in. if CM Punk, Batista and Edge aren't getting in in this current crop of guys, who in the next 15 years is getting Batista, in? Batista, you could make arguments. I don't know if you'd win them all. You can make arguments that all three of those guys were the second uh, were the second biggest star in the world at various points of their career. Yeah, and at least – and then we're not talking about two months or whatever. I mean we're talking year periods, I mean a few years, and, and, which is, is big for some guys. They say the hot independent – you know, the hot you know, territory run for guys. Sure. Sometimes they only last a year or two now keep, for these now guys. Now keep in mind, I didn't vote for any of them. 
Right. But the point here is I do think the voting totals are low. Look, I'm a conservative. I don't vote for anybody. I, I tell you, I, vote, I voted for five people. And last year I voted for four. I don't come close to the 10. I'm a tough marker. But I do agree that the totals are, are surprisingly low. I'm, we talk about it all the time. I have no idea how Batista got less than 10%. Yeah, it still shocks me. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not a big I – I don't think I would vote for Batista. How either, the but it's, fuck – I mean some of these people who – you know, how does Tenkoji get 17%? Well, you know what? Now we're comparing different voting pools. Yeah, we're different – yeah. Well, I mean you know, it's – it's. I don't have a good example uh, right now of an American candidate who hangs around. Um, where, well, here. Let, let, let's look at it right here. Owen Hart, 69 votes. That, CM Punk, that's 63. A, okay, that's a great point. And that, that when how I woke does, up this morning, the up? first thing I read, I said, my fucking God, there's no way you can make an argument. And I get if you don't like CM Punk and if there's reasons or whatever, you cannot – I will not look you straight in the face and you make me an argument that Owen Hart is a better Hall of Fame candidate than CM because, Punk. I will not even, listen to because it. Because even if you think CM Punk was a significantly bigger star, and you might be right, and you probably are right, the difference in work rate is certainly not as wide of a gap in favor of Owen Hart. Sure. You'd probably find people who prefer CM Punk. Which is – yeah. I mean – you'd, you'd, you'd find people on both ends that would prefer. I, I, I totally agree people, with that. That's I think more people would prefer Owen Hart's work. But, yeah. but, but, you know, the, the, point here, the point here that you're making is – and my point is how does Owen Hart get enough votes to stay on a ballot and Batista never – it doesn't even right. stay on them? I mean it's crazy. So you, I mean Ultimate Warrior comes back at 65 votes, CM Punk 63. I mean the Warrior could be a death bump. We talked about that. Kurt Hennig, 76. I mean, you know, and I like Kurt Hennig. I don't even know. Really that, do. See, here's the thing: we're not ripping people for voting for. No, no, no. The not point at all. is, why are they getting votes? So, and the modern candidates are are getting nothing. They're getting scraps, which is which is crazy. Um, it just it doesn't make sense to me, and it kind of throws the argument that the new voting. Uh, guidelines are going to favor the modern candidate. I, I don't, I'm not sure if I buy it. We're one year in and they're not. So I, I don't, mean, I don't I, see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't really see all of these Dick Murdoch voters flocking to edge. I, just I think don't. that's the big thing. Yeah. And that, I think that's the real thing that you have to look at here is, OK, you get the idea that, yeah, well, now that there's going to be less guys to vote for, the people that fill in 10 or whatever are going to do it. And, yeah, you might get those people. But I, I think your points around the money, these people that were the Wilbur Snyder voters and Dick Murdoch voters aren't going to go, you know what? Yeah. Put Batista back on the ballot. I, I think I'm ready to vote for Batista. They don't know. They don't care. Those people are not the people that would the people like me or whatever. But I don't I, I think I'm similar to you. I wouldn't put out the full 10. I, I don't know. It, it's. I, I, I've yet to see that that will be a huge deal. For I, I need to see evidence. That all of a sudden, there's going to be a flood of CM Punk votes because Dick Murdoch's off. I, 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 just, I can't see that. I, I don't buy it. I mean, his his total was a little surprising to me. Um, I, 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 you know, another surprising one for me was Junkyard Dog only getting 16 percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, people just don't respect that Mid South run. That's because that's his whole that's his whole candidacy. I mean, let's face it. So people just don't respect what he did for that territory. That was a little – that was surprisingly low to me. And uh, I guess I, I'm the pot calling the kettle black because I didn't vote for him, although he was a late cut for me. Um, yeah, I mean did, anybody, did anything else really surprise you here? Um, in terms of not, not a ton of huge surprises, I think one thing that was interesting is that uh, Sting with 110 uh, votes, 33%. Sting – Joe, can you guess what his last year percent was? It was 33%. Sting, right. Sting never moves. Why would <laughs> like literally zero? Why would like, you keep him on after fifteen years? Yeah, I. I why would I don't get it? Someone please explain to me what the purpose would be to keep him on after fifteen years. If 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 after the fifteenth year, and I don't know when that is, if he's still at that thirty-three, why on earth would you keep him on? I mean, why? Give me a good reason. I've yet to hear a good reason. Other than nostalgia. 
And for people saying, well, you know, if he does more or whatever, well, that that, that, that counts. You know, if he comes back and, and he's off the ballot and then he has a, a late, you know, God, I mean, that would be horrible if it, in five years or whatever he, he makes a WrestleMania, you know, run or does a match or whatever. They'll put him back on because he's done something newer. I mean, if it, so that's OK. You'll get back on then by that. But, yeah, it's, it's and if, just. And if, he, and if he works Undertaker at Mania this year and uh, and, it, and he gets 33 percent again. I mean, you know, it's either going to go up or it's not. I mean, you know, it, if he doesn't make a significant jump, I mean, there's just no reason to keep him on. I mean, he gets 33% every year. What are we wasting our time keeping these guys on for? Get rid of them. Uh, a few interesting ones that I noticed, uh, interesting drops at least. Uh, L.A. Park went from 46% in 2013 down 22% all the way to 24%. I can't explain a thing about the Lucha voters. They Kendo Nagasaki goes from 39 to 15. Uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Hector Garza <laughs> drops seventeen percent. Hector Garza, there was, what was he fifty five percent or something two years well, ago? Well, he maybe that was dropping back down because he got the death bump the year before. Right. No, I mean he got a significant death bump then because now it's it's continuing to go. Yeah, and it's it's very um, Blue Panther drop. A lot of the Lucha guys drop. Yeah, a lot of Lucha guys drop. Uh, Vampiro. Eleven people are voting Vampiro. I show yourself. I want to know who you are. Well, maybe the people who <laughs> didn't. Maybe the people who didn't vote for L.A. Park. And Hector Garza and Blue Panther this time around uh, voted for the Death Missionaries and Los Brazos and people like that, mm-hmm. and then took those votes away. I look, I, I, again, I don't like to rip other people who vote. Like, what what is changing your mind that drastically? You know, it's I look, I, and to be fair, I've changed my mind on guys. Like, like I voted for Gene Okerlund this year when I didn't the year before, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I really don't understand, like, like, why would you take your vote away from a guy, like, one year to vote for someone else? You don't think the other guy's a Hall of Famer anymore? I, I, don't, I don't understand. I, that confuses me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so I, I, I don't know. It's, and, and I don't think that that can't happen because I've had people who I've put on and taken off. But I, I'm just curious for the reasons that people do that sometimes. Because the reasons are confused. Like for Brock Lesnar, I voted for him last year, but then this year, I because I was considering the MMA stuff, yeah. I've changed my stance and decided I don't consider that anymore. I it, I didn't happen. I just considered mm-hmm. the pro. So now I don't vote for him. So there's a tangible reason. I'm just curious of the reasons sometimes that people change their minds. Right. Uh, real quick before we uh, move on to another topic, uh, Ultimo Guerrero, one that we talked about a lot on podcast. If if you know the the triple mania was going to be a big deal for him, and if he was going to get a huge bump, uh, did not. Uh, twenty three votes total, twenty four percent only. So, yeah, very surprising. Because Atlantis, you know, he he got a huge bump um, from the year off before, that, and, yeah. and and Ultimo Guerrero did not. So, yeah, that's I, Lucha. I can't. I can't get <laughs> the, the I, I I don't even know. I, I and and no one we talk to can get in the minds of those people either. So, um, I guess maybe. Go over who is being added next year, and then yes, I think this is very interesting. Uh, the guys added next year, uh, Shima is getting in there, and uh, the guy we talked about, Dragon Gate uh, Shima. Uh, we talked about him on the podcast with Alan Forel, where we're talking about Japanese candidates and him. I know we've had a few people that said, "Hey, I want to write an article about you know Shima going in," and I was, "Yeah, hey, knock yourself out." What are your, your quick thoughts? Maybe we'll do quick little uh, yes no thoughts on uh, uh, Shima uh, next year. Are you voting for him or no? I asked to have him put on. I don't know if I'm going to vote for him, no, but I'm definitely going to take a hard look. Um, I don't think that anyone has taken a hard look at Dragon Gate drawing records. And I think putting – the reason I asked for him to be put on – Alan asked for him to put on. Alan already said he's voting for him. And I asked for him to be put on as well, and the reason I put him on is I think that the Dragon Gate drawing records deserve to be looked at because no one ever sure. looks at him. And he's the biggest star, and he would be the only one that's really Hall of Fame worthy in any right. sense at this point. So I think that he's he was the guy to, to, to put on. Absolutely. Um, we have Brian Danielson. Very interesting case. This is going to be one that I am going to be monitoring 
because we have talked a lot about him and 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 uh, chris harrington has done a lot of research on him of this guy who's just won you know best technical wrestler in ring wrestle i mean this is this is an in-ring candidate and and i mean you also have the wrestlemania as well which we had a, a good point on our on the rest our uh, voices of wrestling forums uh rather that somebody was mentioning hey look you know the rock comes in and does a big number that's good enough for him. I mean, Daniel Bryan, I mean, he, the highest grossing WrestleMania of all time. He was the main event. He's wrestled twice. He was the focal Daniel, point of that. Daniel Bryan is a stone cold mortal lock. He's, he he's getting in. If he does, I mean, do you, you, you do think so? You I, think he's I, in, I am 100% okay, I'm going to tell you why. I don't think so. I really don't. First, and I would vote for him. I would absolutely 100% vote for him. I just don't think he's in. He's someone whose ring work is going to uh, be everyone thinks he's a great worker. Just no one who mm-hmm. doesn't think he's a great worker. He's not divisive at all from that standpoint. Uh, nobody dislikes him. He's one of the most likable guys in a business where no one is likable. Right. Everybody likes him. There's nobody who dislikes You never see anybody out oh, of that fucking asshole, Daniel Bryan. No. Yeah, so the, the wrestlers, the current. The and- wrestlers, the fans, the promoter, nobody dislikes him. So that's going to help. The other thing is he has the WrestleMania. That WrestleMania was built around him. And it's the highest grossing show in the history of wrestling. So if you're one of these guys who's fixated on drawing power, he's ticking that box. There's right. really no reason not to vote for him. I think that he he appeals. Bad house show draw, Joe. I mean, look, I think he I think he appeals to. Oh, look, I don't think he's a Hall of Fame draw. If you're asking me that, I, I don't think he I, is. No, I agree. I don't um, think it should matter. But, but I think some people will look at the WrestleMania thing and and say that he is. I, the, the point here I'm trying to make is. He's a guy who's going to tick the box across a lot of different types of voters. A lot of every genre of voter is going to he's going to appeal to everybody. Right. Um, even the old timers, some of the old timers who might still be hanging around. I mean, they're going to like the fact that he's such a good worker and that you know he you know he he brings credibility to to his work and things of that nature. So, I see him as a lock. I I, I don't see any way that he won't get in. He's too likable. Oh, we'll see. I I'm I'm less confident yeah i mean modern wwe just because yeah that's why i'm very interested in him if he's in and he's a mortal lock okay cool that that makes it then now we know in ring is a big deal that that then okay it can be if, a big if you deal are in certain cases we've seen there, there's a small sure. handful of guys like kurt angle i mean he got in let's you know he got in for in ring i mean for work rate you know and the old timers really like the fact yeah. that he was a shooter um but you know so there's been work rate guys i mean what's the difference between daniel bryan and chris benoit I agree. I agree. Chris Benoit. I just made, wonder if there's going to be. Chris Benoit had his one WrestleMania. Sure. They headlined, and and I mean, what what's really the difference? They're both incredibly. Who has more uh, Who has more Observer Awards for work than Daniel Bryan? Nobody. Nobody. I mean, what really? What's the difference there? And and I'm not talking about murdering the fan. Leave that out of this. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about it just as as candidates pre-murder. You know, there's no there. I mean, I see him as a law. I don't see any way he doesn't get in. Okay. Well, I'll be very, very curious on, on if he, because I, I agree. I think he should be a lock. I would absolutely vote for him. I know you are. We mentioned before that we'd vote for him before he even stepped into WWE, just because he was just a tremendous, unbelievable in-ring worker. And he's done nothing to, you know, hurt that by, you know, being the focal point of WrestleMania. You know, be, you know, there's everything. Yeah, he, he's absolutely I'd for me. I'd vote for but... him if he ruins his arm in 2009 and retires. Right. So very curious on him. Yeah, he, he will be a very, very interesting case uh, going forward. I'll, I'll be very interested in to see this stuff, uh, the stuff, the, the hate pieces, or not the hate pieces, but the uh, the, the, the the arguments against uh, uh, Daniel Bryan going forward. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> well, you're saying that now, but. I mean, I, I don't, let me put it this way. I don't think he's going to get 100% of the vote, but I don't think, no, I don't no. think there's going to be people who are adamant against him. I think that the people who don't vote for him are still going to be like, eh, I can see why you're voting for him. Okay, well, we'll see.
I'm interested. Uh, Cowboy Bob Ellis. I, I, I don't, tell me about Cowboy I, Bob I, Ellis. I, I don't know anything about Cowboy you, Bob Ellis. I can't tell you enough about him. I don't, I don't know anything. Uh, Bob Geigel. Uh, I, recently deceased, correct? I don't. I don't really get. I need to know why he was uh, being added back on. I really need. Yeah. I really need an explanation yeah. on that one. I. I, died. I, <laughs> I mean, people must ask. For, I want to know why they asked for it. These are. Right. You get back on when people ask for you to be put back on. So I, I, I wanted, I, if anyone, I seriously doubt it, but if anybody's listening who asked for him to be put back on, I'd, I'd like to know why. Uh, Samoa Joe. He's, you know, he's going to fall off the ballot. Yeah, he's going to, yeah. He's, he's no, got the no, TNA okay. stink. And um, there's just not much there. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I wouldn't vote. I like him as a worker, but no, he's not a Hall of Fame level worker. Yeah, I mean, he's going to fall. He's going to get the eight. AJ Styles treatment from two years ago. He's probably gonna maybe he he's a threat to get zero votes. Absolutely, yeah. I, I would be. Sh- yeah, I mean, other than yeah, there might be a few people that are, are friends with him. I mean, it would be that's that's the thing where you know the Baseball Hall of Fame results come out and you see like BJ Surhoff gets two votes and then like some guy says like yeah like I knew his mother so like I'm a I just decided All to right, vote. I, co- like, that, I, I covered him and he always gave me good quotes. Right, exactly. Like, he's a really good guy, so I, I thought I would give him one vote or whatever. You know, the arbitrary. I mean, he might get a few of those of, of guys, but yeah, it would no real votes. Nobody's actually going to make the case for Samoa Joe. I don't think uh, Rocky Johnson. Again, um, supposedly there was some um, research uncovered, uh, some some new drawing power arguments for him. I don't see him as a real candidate, though. I don't think he'll get in. Yeah, I agree. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, this is a guy who wasn't asked to be put back on. He's now eligible based on uh, the criteria. This is an interesting one. We said the Japanese voters are a little more lenient. He's coming off a big year this year. If he follows mm-hmm. it up with another big, like he might win a bunch of Observer Awards this year. And really, Absolutely. what the Nakamura, I think he's going to win the big one. Yeah, he could. He could win a bunch of them. And the thing with Nakamura is, what he was really lacking on his resume is award. He doesn't. He doesn't have a ton of awards. Right. Uh, he's a guy that everyone you know thinks is a, is a pretty good worker, but no one seemed to think was an all time great. But if he if he racks up a bunch of awards this year, and then follows it up by having another uh, comparable year next year, then he's a guy you can think about. But I wouldn't even have considered voting for him before last year. He's just a guy who's a really good wrestler and but doesn't necessarily deserve to be in a Hall of Fame. He's starting to build a Hall of Fame resume now. Sure. Um, I still don't think I would vote for him. If I had to vote right now, if you put the gun to my head right now, I wouldn't vote for him. Yeah, but I, I, I'd like to let it play out a little bit with him. But. Sure. I mean, he's still building his case. I think he's also – this is another example of a guy who is sort of on the back end of his prime, and it's like, are we voting too soon on a guy like this? Sure. Uh, and I, I think you would because I think there's still some stuff to be made. I, I think in another you know, two years then maybe I would have a better idea for him. He's that, probably got another legitimate – six to eight years of oh, absolutely. being a yeah. legitimate wrestler before he really gets to the back end of the mm-hmm. he's still he's a, I would call him at the back end just starting the back end of his prime um, he probably has three or four more years in his, in, where you would call his prime and then after that it starts to tail off because mm-hmm. you know you look at guys like uh, like 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 I'll give you a good example Yuji Nagata is starting to tail off now and he's well into yeah. his forties, so there's no reason a guy like this can't go into his forties. Yeah, you know, so who knows? The point is, he's still building a case. Another guy, Randy Orton. I mean, just based on what we talked about, he has no shot. Right. He has no shot, and the fact of the matter is, I think he's a worse candidate than Batista. I think Absolutely. he's a worse candidate than CM Punk. So worse candidate than Edge. I would even. I mean, close with Edge, I think. But. I'd have to think about that one. I think he's way worse than Batista, and Batista was, you know, non, a complete non-factor. I mean, the only thing Orton has on Batista is longevity, right? 
Batista peaks higher. Um, well, I guess Orton's a better worker, I guess. Orton's just a, Orton's a good worker. He's just boring. Yeah. He's not a bad worker. I think people make that mistake sometimes. He's not bad. He's just boring. No, he's, he's actually pretty damn yeah, good. Yeah, he's – fact that what he's good at is, is – He's boring. Kind of puts me to sleep. So, it's not yeah. compelling, but, I mean, t- in the technical sense – No, he's great. He's, I mean, he's good. Yeah. He's good at what he does. He's just boring. Uh, but Batista, I think, is underrated a little bit uh, mm-hmm. with his ring. I'd still take Orton, though. If we were, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, the point is I can't see him getting in. Not if no, these, no. not the way these other guys uh, do on the ballot. So. All right, Joe. Tell me about Eddie Quinn. Uh, yeah, we're going to move on. Who the hell is Eddie Quinn? I don't know nothing about Eddie Quinn. Okay. Eddie Quinn Wrestling, uh, Google search. I, Let's see here. I apologize so, for not knowing about Eddie Quinn. Uh, Eddie Quinn was candidate who. Uh, he was an American manager and professional wrestling promoter in Canada and the United States. He's a promoter. Yep. Where, what, what territory? Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Uh, Ooh, does not. Canadian ter- What Canadian territory? Uh, Quebec. All right. Um, I, I I admittedly know nothing about him. I yeah. I apologize. He he died in uh, 1965. So I don't know a thing about Eddie Quinn. That was the year you graduated high school, correct? Uh, yeah, it's hilarious, Rich. Hilarious. You should take that act on the road. You really. Uh... Nah, I don't want to go anywhere. Who else? AJ Styles. Yeah, AJ. Ballot. So people ask for him based on the New Japan. Mm-hmm. He's still not a Hall of Famer. He's still not gonna. He he won't get zero votes this time. No, no, he'll get some. But. And we're just assuming he got zero votes. Dave never gives the total when they get under 10%, but it was strongly implied that he got zero votes. Right. Um, I, you know, he's still, I think he's still going to get under 10%. I mean, you know, um, he's, he, you know, he drew one okay sumo hall house. That's like the best yeah. house he ever drew in his life. <laughs> so from the perspective of a draw, I mean, from work rate, I mean, AJ Styles is a great worker. For people who weren't paying attention to TNA, they missed out on a lot of great AJ Styles stuff. But, he, you know... Look, circumstances matter, and his circumstances right. were he was in TNA, so tough, right. tough shit. I, it's similar to the, the Sting thing. Well, if 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 WCW didn't mess up, you know, Star K ninety seven, well, too damn bad they did. So that's the way <laughs> I mean, it goes, you know. Sorry, yeah, I, I apologize that WCW did not follow up on their biggest draw ever. I I I don't know what to tell you. Styles needs to have a three or four year run in New Japan where he has. He's got to really build a case. Yeah, I mean, here. if they, yeah. and, if and they he's growing, he's not a spring chicken either. That's no, he's the other not. problem too. He's not. He's like thirty seven. But if they, if they keep growing and he headlined. Two or three, you know, dome level shows, whether they be right. Wrestle Kingdoms or if they start running Cebu Dome more, and then you you can say that he's, he he has a case based on a late career run, but he's not even close right now. He's not even going to no. come close to getting in. All right, and then real quick before we get out of here, here is a list of not get out of here. We've got plenty more to talk about, of course, but uh, uh, a few more things here. This is the guys that will be dropped if they are not uh, over fifty percent next year. It's Sin Caras, uh, Carlos Colon, Volano Three, and Volcan. So another crew that's uh unfortunately 50 percent or they're out. i mean i vote for cologne every year i think it's ridiculous that he's not in but i mean if he gets under the 50 i'm not going to be fired up if they drop him i mean he had plenty yep. of chances to get in i think what's hurting him is a lot of uh probably former wrestlers who how do you do with former wrestlers because uh the former wrestlers here let me because i'm uh, thinking maybe they're just you know people who think oh i think i think dave actually did mention that that he says that he does dramatically not well uh, with uh, yeah, amongst so. former wrestlers because they just don't they see him as a guy I think uh, Dave's exact quote and I'm trying to fire it up right here uh, they see I think they said that they they see him as a guy who just owned a territory and pushed himself not really like a ah. a true Hall of Fame level yeah here it is um 
here we go. Uh, Cologne finished eighth among historians, second among active wrestlers, but did not place among the top 30 among former wrestlers. It is always notable that Cologne's peers in the ring have never voted for him, with the, with the general explanation always being that those who worked with him felt he was not a Hall of Fame caliber performer, just someone who owned a territory and put themselves over, and he never got over when in any other place. See, I think it's a case of the former wrestlers think he's an accessory to murder, and right. are, that, I mean, and Dave's not going to say that. Um, the, the, the other stuff could have some effect, but look, I don't care that he never got over anywhere else. That means nothing to me. Um, you know, if you're, a, if you were a giant star in the territory days to the point where you were, you know, drawing some of the houses he was drawing in his territory. Just- okay. I mean, it doesn't. So, okay. So I run, okay. I have rich creatures territory and I run in, in Oak Park, Illinois, where I live. Well, if I get 10,000 people to come here every year, then well, he's, I mean, who cares? I mean, I still, who gives a shit? I drew him here. Carlos Colon to me. I don't care. I got him here. That's fine. They're, they're coming to, they're paying me to watch, watch me wrestle. So goddamn it. Especially back when that was the, that was how wrestling worked it was right. territory carlos who cares i mean <laughs> cologne cologne to me is more comparable to jerry lawler than people who don't get in mm-hmm. and jerry lawler is someone who if you're gonna have a wrestling hall of fame he's one of the first 20 names that come up that have to be in it and i think he's closer to lawler than he is to the people that don't get in because he he was closer to being the lawler in his culture than he was to some of these other guys I mean, he's to me, he's a million times stronger candidate than Dick Murdoch. Dick Murdoch wasn't a, 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 a wasn't comparable to to Cologne in in any territory or in his culture that, that Cologne wasn't his. And if you it, you can't use the excuse of oh he was just pushing himself, well then he wouldn't have drawn. Right. That, that's that, that's always the funny thing is that well you know he, he pushed himself and he didn't get over anywhere else. Well, I mean if. It was such a horrible thing that he kept pushing himself, and people would stop paying to watch him wrestle. Right. Correct. So that doesn't really hold. But they didn't. They kept like, like hold they weren't at was. gunpoint. Here, give me twenty dollars every single month, or you know, every week, and then you know, <laughs> it I, I wasn't. Think, I think know. history would show that he was correct in pushing himself, based right, on the business he that they continued did. to make a lot of money and became a cultural icon. So I, I don't. I think that's. I don't. That argument is very. I think yeah, that's I just shit. That Dave says. I think that's just shit that people tell mm-hmm. Dave when the real reason is those former wrestlers were friends of Bruiser Brody or right, and said, you know, fuck that guy. Right. Yeah. I think. I think you know Dutch Mantel isn't voting for Carlos Colon because Carl because he feels like he helped cover up a murder, not because right. you know. And I'm just throwing him out there because yeah. that's a former wrestler. And the other thing before we leave this topic is I wanted to note I really thought there, there, there's I've changed my views on uh, the Brock Lesnar thing. I really one of my things was always, you know, I, I thought he would do well with former wrestlers because they'd be marks for his shootability and, you know, they like those real shooters. You know what I mean? But when you think about it, the type of voters who would who would who would who would mark out for real shooting ability are all dead. I mean, you know, Luthez isn't turning in a ballot anytime soon. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of these guys who would mark out for that. The the former wrestlers who are in the voting pool now are guys from the seventies and eighties. They don't care about real shooting ability. Right. So I think I was kind of off the mark with that narrative, and some other people who have brought that up. I thought I think in the uh, in the beginning of the Observer Hall of Fame in the mid '90s, when those guys were still alive, when those guys were mm-hmm. 70 and 80 years old, and voting for Kurt Angle, you know what I mean? I think that those. Yeah, but nowadays, I think most of the former the former wrestlers are people like Edge. 
You know, right. are people like, uh, you know, not even from the 70s and 80s. You know, someone like Edge would fall into that category. And I have no idea who votes, but we we do have an idea of, of the type of people who get. I mean, if Cole Cook. Chris Jericho isn't going to say, well, I, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, Volkan's shooting ability and Brock Lesnar's as well. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not like. You know, we don't know who gets ballots, but look, if Colt Cabana's getting a ballot, we know that people like Edge and Chris Jericho are getting. Oh, yeah. We don't know if they're turning them in. But, you know, it, it's it's these guys from the 70s and 80s. They don't care about sh- – you think Tito Santana gives a shit? If, if, <laughs> I do. I do, actually. It, it, you know, it's people like Luthez and Billy Robinson and, and, and you know, Gotch. Those guys care about shooting a bill. And those guys are all dead or, or not voting anymore. So I think we kind of overrated that when it comes to Lesnar. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not so sure that his real-life shooting ability is affecting a ton of voters. So. All right, let's move on here. Talk about some other topics. We have uh, a very interesting thing that I uh, sort of caught a little bit of some of us by surprise. We, we had sort of gotten information that, that this deal was bigger than a lot of people were sort of covering it. And, you know, Dave Meltzer included was not really covering much of it. We heard about it. I think when it initially happened, a few of us kind of laughed about it. But then, you know, attendance figures came in, pictures came in, tapes came in, and we're blown away by WN Live. Gabe Sapolsky's crew went to China and, man, they uh, they made they made quite an impression. Yeah, they sold out all the small buildings they ran, and then they they ran a sixteen thousand seat building at the end of the tour in Beijing. Uh, eighteen thousand. Eighteen thousand. Mastercard okay. Center. And they drew uh, ten thousand five hundred fans. So, yeah. um, and and you know, it's a lot of scalpers were selling tickets, things like that. Easily the biggest crowd that that they've ever run. I mean, geez. Oh God. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're talking about you know, seventy is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've literally run cards not you know of recent vintage that drew like twenty people. In North, you know, North Carolina, which they never went back to, uh, you know, they run Florida, they draw 200 people. You know, it's, they run a, uh, a street corner in Brooklyn with, I mean, <laughs> visible laundry and, they and an old Chinese woman smacking uh, her uh, her Oriental rugs. With. I was in Florida. They literally, they <laughs> oh, that was Florida. Okay, the one where there, there's a lady out there smacking. I don't think there was actually, but you know, less smacking her rug to get all the dust off of it. Yeah, they literally ran an alley. In Florida, right. I'm not, we're not making it up. It was an outdoor no, there's, show. There's screenshots, like you, you find it yeah. in an alley for Evolve, I think 32 through 34, whatever mm-hmm. it was. And you know, and they drew like uh, you know, they'd be lucky if there were 100 people there. People, you know, who who, who lived in the buildings watching from the balconies. But, <laughs> um, you know, that's a big deal, and and they they're going back uh, very soon. Uh, we're not allowed to say when, right? But they're go- but they're going back very very soon. Well, is that did that come out or no? Uh, did not yet. No. All right. So they're going back very. I but I don't want to. I don't want to step on any. So we. Yeah. Do yeah. Promise we wouldn't say anything. So they. they but they are going back very soon. Uh, they. They do. Well, this has come out. They. They do have a deal now with. With yep. the promoter on in that end of the world who was impressed, and uh, you know this is this is a big thing. I mean, you know, if, if they can keep drawing those crowds, you know, we'll see. There's been sort of mixed reaction. You know, they said a lot of people were mystified by this whole thing. And they don't understand that it's worked. And very simple wrestling has gotten over. I mean, there's a full video of the Beijing show, and it's really stripped down psychology. I mean, the simplest of things are getting over. And, you know, they did some flashy high spots, but they were more spread out. And um, There there was a few interesting notes. I don't know if you read it uh, today in The Observer. Uh, He mentioned that. Word got back to the back that, that when these guys were doing these high spots, people were generally concerned or like genuinely concerned that they were hurt. Like Rich Swan did stuff, and he said that people were just like, "Is that guy okay?" And like they just they they it, it's very we have to remember. And when you're watching these shows, they're fascinating to see what the crowd reacts to, what they gasp at, what they cheer for, because they don't know any. I mean, they don't know wrestling. It's so it's like it, it's it's fascinating to see sort of how the interaction was between wrestler and and 
and, and performer, and we sort of saw a little bit of a difference as, uh, of, you know, we had Rich Swan and uh, who, uh, Air Fox were the first ma- the first match that I saw in Beijing, and and they went crazy, and they, you know, there were some things that people were kind of gasping at, you know, these flips and all that sort of stuff, and then from then everything else after that was much slower and more methodical to kind of let people say, okay, okay, <laughs> here's here's kind of what we're doing here, because people were not, I mean, that that first match was, I'm sure, just like a a culture shock for them to see this sort of stuff. Yeah, they know. They know. I don't know if we're making this clear enough. They know nothing about professional wrestling. Right, like literally not. I mean, they, they don't know anything about. Like, they don't know the first like they, thing. Uh, about. There was a delayed vertical suplex. I forgot. Oh, Chuck Taylor or somebody did a delayed vertical suplex, and these guys. I mean, you would have thought that he just jumped off the rafters through 10 tables. Cause they were just like, Oh my God. Like he lifted him in the air and then dropped him. Like he held him in the air for like, he delayed it for like five seconds. And they were just like, <gasps> like, Oh, what is he doing? Like he can lift a man above his head for more than like a few seconds and then dropped him down. And there was like a biggest cheer, like the biggest pop of the night was a delayed vertical suplex. Some, some of my favorites were one of the heels chased a referee to the back <laughs> and the crowd, the crowd and the, and the announcer, the Chinese play by play guy went insane. They, they couldn't believe what they were seeing. That guy announced the year, for sure. Because they, they, they to them, it's an athlete going after an official. You know, we see that and we just laugh, but you shrug it off. You know, it's you know, who cares? Because we know the deal. They think it's a, a real athlete going after, like, a real Chasing, referee. like, an official, yeah. And they went nuts like, for they, it. Right, if you watch it, say if, if they were a Chinese basketball game, I mean, they're very well familiar with basketball. Like, if a player just... You know, after the game, just chased the referee out of the arena. Like, right, and that, it's like, what the hell? What? That's like, how they reacted. And 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 the 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 Timothy Thatcher Gulak match. You know, Thatcher was doing you know basic limb work to his arm, and they were going, they were gasping at the things right. that he was doing to his arm because, you know, these are things that if it was a, if it was a shoot, it would have broke his arm. And they recognize that because they don't understand that it's not a shoot. So he's doing this limb work, and you know, uh, you know doing like arm breakers over his shoulder and and putting them in arm bars and they're gasping at this far more than they were gasping towards you know things like dives and things of that nature because they thought this guy was having his arm broken off so it's just so strange things the other one too in the the women's match uh with allison k and did she face yim or uh mia yim or oh uh, yeah mia yim yeah. was it mia yim no well no because mia yim was evilise right that was evilise and mia yim i don't think i can't remember who talking. faced who she faced uh sue young maybe uh, yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, I think it was too young. But anyway, it was definitely. Was it, or no, it was a Kimberly. It was Kimberly, wasn't it? Oh, it was Allison I don't K. Know. I don't it was remember. Allison K. And it was uh, Allison K. versus whoever. But the point here is, uh, they did the old heel spot where they 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 offer their hand to shake hands, and then they do the old kick to the gut when the baby face falls for it. Right. And that place erupted. They couldn't believe what they were saying. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe what she just did. The announcer's going nuts. He's screaming at the top of his lungs. I'd love to know what he was saying. Uh, but it's just, it's, just a, it's just another example of the little things that we're getting over. And from what we were told while the tour was going on, early on in the tour, they went there and just did their typical, you know, Evolve thing with Evolve style matches. And, and the crowd was just so shocked by the athleticism that nothing was getting over. So by the end of the tour, they had figured out that they really needed to tone things down and slow things down. It would be like if you took Ricochet and put him in a time machine and put him on a wrestling show in 1950. Oh, yeah. They would just – People would have no – They wouldn't even react. I don't even know if they would just kind of look at it like, what, yeah, <laughs> what, I mean, what are you doing? Like, that's essentially what you were doing here. You were taking right. modern performers – They didn't know how to handle Rich Swan. Like, yeah, you like, were taking modern performers – 
and putting them at the beginning of time. You're putting them at the beginning of, uh, uh, which is proof positive. This should put the argument to bed. I that, was about to. I was, gonna, I was wondering when you were going to add this segue because I was going to do it if you didn't, yeah. but I, I was leaving it open for you, sir. This puts it to bed that wrestling doesn't progress and standards do not change. I don't want to hear that argument ever again because we saw it right in front of our eyes. We saw it in front of our eyes. A brand new virgin crowd, and they had to slow it down and 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 reel it back and take things back. Uh, you know, they didn't go all the way back to the 50s. They were still mixing in their high spots. But the little things were getting over because it, and the things that don't get over now. And why do little things like that don't get over? Why do those things not get over? Why does the old heel fake handshake not get over? Why does chasing a referee not get over? Why does basic limb work not get over? Because standards change in wrestling. Right. And we've seen it 10,000 times. It's over. The debate is done. It's finished. It's non-debatable at this point. And I know it's just a small pool of people who argue that. Everyone else sees the common sense in that. But the debate is now done. It is so dead. It is so fucking dead now. And I could not wait to talk about this topic for that very reason. <laughs> this is so dead and buried. This is deader than Luthez, this debate. It is over. It is... That's too soon. It, too it, soon. It, it, it is always done. I don't know when Luthez... When did Luthez die? That It's not too I don't soon, know. Probably. Like, 1999? Did he make it to 2000? No, no, he made it to the 2000. 2002? 2002. Yeah, I remember seeing him on a 90... I, he was on an Attitude Era show. They, like, trotted him out there every time they were in St. Louis or something. I, I only used him as an example because we used him as an example of a dead Hall of Fame voter. So we're really... We're, we're really, <laughs> really burying... <laughs> literally, I mean, he's already buried, but we're... we're burying Luthez again. Uh, which I don't, we should pick Poor another guy. but but I mean yeah that argument is just so fucking dead and buried at this point but um but yeah like Luthez <laughs> like like Luthez and Billy Robbins I hope Billy Robbins is dead because I called him dead before uh I don't think Billy no didn't he just die he died like last year right I don't think Billy Robbins is dead oh no he did you're right okay March oh no this year March 3rd. yeah yeah I, I, oh, there you go okay I, I you know luck I apologize Billy Robbins I called him dead and I, luckily he is dead I don't even call a guy dead who's not dead like Taz called Taz called Dynamite Kid dead remember. <laughs> Well, I mean, he got, he got corrected on the air. <laughs> that's probably okay. Yeah, was... You could probably. That's a guy. That's a, that. That's one that I I would have. You talk about death pools. I remember that's a guy that I told one of my buddies to add, not that long ago. Him, like Scott Hall, are guys that I've like perpetually added to death pools, and I'm just like, forget it. Just don't. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's just never gonna happen. I don't know. I thought I thought that my kid was gonna die like numerous They'll times. Brother, like just... Keith Richards, they will all outlive right. us all. Um, yeah, that my kid will just be decrepit, like 97 years old in his wheelchair, just. Just bitching and moaning, and like spitting at people and being vile <laughs> right, and disgusting, like, and yeah, and complaining about you know the way he ruined his own life. But um, right. yeah, I, but yeah, moving forward, it's the bury the bury old wrestlers portion of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Moving forward with this, hey, I mean, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, the big key is how they draw the second time around, and um, you know, the, the, that awful live report that was on the figure four front page. Oh my god! Now there were some useful nuggets in that. Beyond the fact I that it get was... past the lead of oh Beijing bullshit, I was like, "What are you talking?" Okay, about? first of all, that was a very embarrassing thing to have on the front page of their website. I, that was and that's coming from us. That is the worst thing. We'll let anything. We'll, we'll let fucking everything go on. No, all seriousness. No, I know that. That's yeah. That no, was seriously. the worst thing they've ever had in their front page. That was the most unprofessional. I mean, it was first of all, the guy didn't even see the whole show. The guy watched half the show. Yeah, his lead was, I didn't see half the show because of bullshit, and here we go, here's my report. The, oh, wait, I didn't see this match, didn't see this match, didn't see this match, didn't see this match. Came in during halfway of this match, and then... Didn't okay. know who the wrestlers were in the matches he did see. 
And it was just a vile, nasty, just, it was just garbage. But anyway, there were a couple things in that awful report on the Figure Four uh, Weekly website that were interesting. One was that people were leaving as the show was going on, which could be an indication that they didn't like what they were seeing. Mm -hmm. They may have bought tickets out of curiosity, decided, eh, this isn't for me. Uh, the other thing was the subway was making their last. Uh, yeah, they had to they had to leave because of the subway. So yeah, that they, could they have been part of it. Right. Um, but you know, it's interesting. You know, drawing ten. Look, I'm never going to rip a promotion for drawing ten thousand people, or eleven thousand people, or whatever it was. Uh, but the key is going to be if they hook those people and they're going to buy tickets next time. I'm sure whoever the local promoter is is going to be much more ambitious. Uh, because again, the local promoter doesn't understand. He, again, like everyone else, they don't very likely do not understand the wrestling business and may just think that it's just going to get better. And it may very well get better from here. My instincts tell me they're not going to do better the second time around. Um, that's, I'm not basing that on any sort of, mm -hmm. uh, that's just my instincts. My instincts say they, they won't do as well. I hope it does well. I hope it does better. I hope it grows. If, if wrestling needs anything right now, it's another legitimate major league place. Uh, for wrestlers to make a major league living, you know, I've always said I don't want TNA to fold. I, you know, I, I've, I've always said that. You're um, in luck. Yeah, I mean, I, I more places to work, the better. You know, I, I don't have to watch them if I don't like them, but it's good for for the business. The business is healthier when there's more promotions thriving. So hopefully this works out for WWN Live. I just think it's crazy that if it does work out, that you know, Gabe and Sal beat out <laughs> WWE. <laughs> And New Japan, who's right in their backyard. Right, the guys who need to, to, to send away for an Ethernet cable halfway through a, an iPay-per-view. Yeah, now I understand there's... And guys we've had personal interactions with and are not like the... the I don't want to... They're not bad people. <laughs> just not the most forward-thinking yeah. people. You know what I well, mean? Well, then again, you know, they got that Roku channel up. They are. And, and yeah. I'll tell you what. In a timely manner as well. So. Well, <laughs> you know, time, it only took five years, but here's the thing. They had that idea before WWE. Sure, they have great ideas. It's just execution a lot of time that, that, that they – and that's, that's – I've always said that about Gabe. I, I think Gabe's a, a very smart guy. I think he has a ton of stuff. Execution never really pays off, and he, he's not a very – I wouldn't call him the best people person. There's some little things here and there, but it doesn't matter because somehow, someway, him and Sal – Got the deal of a lifetime. And they, you know, and, and it's right in New Japan's backyard. Now, I understand there's cultural issues between the Chinese and the Japanese, but still, it's right in their backyard. Uh, New Japan has has gone to Singapore this year. They went to Canada, again, the United States. They went to Thailand. Uh, but they never, you know, they didn't even attempt to break into China, at least that we know of. WWE, I think, what, they go once and it didn't go well? They've had there a few times. And it just, um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the attendance there, but yeah, it did not do all It's that just well. crazy to me. That little old WWN Live beat those two conglomerates into China and have, have now, at the very minimum, uh, you know, have something going here and have cut a deal. So it's just – it's fascinating. And, I, and, you know, we should talk about the Roku channel because, yeah. you know, they finally got that up and going. I checked it out. It's still in sort of a beta – I, I, I guess that's the best way to describe it. It's sort of a beta phase. You can't buy the shows on the Roku channel. You have to buy them on your computer. And then you do the thing like you know when you first sign up for Netflix, you got to put a code in. Yeah, yeah, you have to link your your Roku to yes. uh, on your computer. So when you yeah. buy the show, you put your code in, and then it unlocks all of the shows that you have purchased. 
So I, I, you know, I had a bunch of WWN live shows that I had that I had purchased in the past. I didn't have to put codes in for each one. You put oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, because I have like yeah, I have like twenty that that would be nice to watch whenever. Right. So. so you put one code in, and it unlocks all the shows that you've purchased in the past that you have unlimited access to. Um, now I did ask on Twitter. I asked Sal directly, and people can look at it. You can see his answer. I said, "Is there ever going to be a subscription service which will unlock everything? You know, can I pay?" X amount of dollars per month and watch anything I want on your channel. And he said that's coming. Now, I wouldn't expect it next week because they said the Roku channel was coming for literally like the last two years. <laughs> so, you know, it, you know, but there's go and I have no idea if that's going to involve um, uh, live streaming of live events. I would guess no. But because you know, that would make it a total WWE network sort of deal. I mean, if right. everything's unlocked and they're going to give you the live event. Now, if it's a reasonable price, if it's under 15 bucks, I would subscribe to that. I mean, it's got Certainly. the entire Evolve library. It has the entire Dragon Gate USA library. It's going to have the entire Dragon Gate UK library. It has a bunch of those shows already. It's got all those fringe – it's got a bunch of FIP. It's got all those fringe promotions that they air. It's got all the CZW shows going back to like 2002 until CZW started doing their own thing. With I oh, that's right. They do. Okay. It has them all. Yeah, they're all on there. Oh, it has, okay, nice. uh, it has uh, you know, Cage of Death. Would that be on there? Shine, the entire Shine library. Yeah. It has, yeah, it has all the Cage of Deaths right up to like okay. 2000, whenever CCW went on their own with iPay-Per-View. I forget when it right, was. Right. But it goes all the way back to like 2002. So somehow they had the rights to all that. I don't, I don't know how that works. But, um, you know, and all those fringe pro like Kaiju Big Battle, um, you know, all those little promotions that they, that they – plus all the shoot videos, all the all the kayfabe commentary stuff. Oh, right. Yeah, that, that – so, yeah. Um, and those are – Fun. Those are fun to watch. Just really, Those are good to put on just randomly, you know, in the background or whatever, which would be perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the guest booker things, all that stuff. Now, that's really a lot of content. I mean, there's a ton of content. I would definitely pay, uh, you know, 10 bucks a month or whatever to unlock all that. I don't know how many people would. Um, probably a number which would be significant to them, right. I would think. So they're doing some things here. WWN Live is doing some things. Uh, they're definitely something to keep an eye on. I'm not saying, you know, the follow-up for China is going to be keto. How do you think they'll do in China when they go back? Yeah, that's going to, the, the, the part about, yeah, and I'd be interested to see, because the part about them leaving kind of halfway through and the morbid curiosity and it, for some, and it, it, that could be, I mentioned, we could be the subway or anything like that. Very curious. Yeah, I think it's going to do worse. I, I think you, you can never really replicate that first time, I think, uh, especially with uh, wrestling and, and with something they never saw before. I, I highly doubt that they're, you know, now there's a ton of new fans that, you know, couldn't believe it and are, can't wait to go or whatever. I mean, you might, but I, I don't I, I don't see them like I, I don't think they're going to draw like 100. I think they're pretty good for a while. I mean, I think you're not going to be able to get I mean, they're not going to be able to get 10,000 people to come one time and then the next time it's going to be 100. I, I don't think it's going to be that. Are they going to continue to do, ten, you know, 10,000? I doubt it, but I could see them doing four to 5,000, somewhere like that. I mean, it beats 26 or whatever the hell they had in the Lyceum. So, I mean, the uh, the other thing is that we were told and it's it started to come out publicly a little bit from some of the wrestlers tweeting things. The wrestlers did not like being on the tour. Because there well, sounds very odd. It's a very, it's very different. Very it, different. It, the food, the lodging, the hotels, the lack of internet. Chuck Taylor had said something to the effect of, "I just got back from a four-year tour of China, which indicates that he felt like he was there forever when they were really there for like six days." Um, so you know, there there's some issues there. Uh, I don't know if a lot of the the people who were there are in a hurry to go back. Um, now, if their paychecks triple. 
I was just say then. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know how much it's going to matter at that point. I mean, this is a chance for them to really be in on the ground floor. Anyone who whines about it and doesn't go back, and I'm not saying that there are people who, who – this is just my speculation based on things we were told. Early on the tour, people were pulling their hair out. But this is a chance to really be in on the ground floor or something, especially for some people whose prospects of being signed by the only company that matters uh, in the grand scheme are, are, are probably slim to none at this point in their yeah. careers. So um, for some of them, you know, and, and it would be silly of them to throw it away. I mean they really should stick with it and see how it plays out. I mean it, it, let me tell you, if Johnny Gargano wasn't happy on the tour, it sure didn't show in his performance. He looked like he was thrilled. Yeah, he show. he yeah he looked like he enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, and and you know, and he was a big star too. They reacted to him a lot. They did. He got over. It was a big deal there. He got yeah. over. No, it, it, no one really got over. Like things got over, but people didn't get over. Right. Moves got over. Silliness got over. Uh, it's really a fascinating show to watch. If you haven't seen it, it's online. You can find it somewhere in our Twitter feed. Yeah. Um, it's all over the place now. It's on a Chinese uh, website for free. You know, it's just you just click and play. Um, it's it's really a fascinating show to watch. And you know what else was interesting was the title changes. Yes. Not so much the Rich Swan title change winning the FIP title, but Ricochet losing the title back to Gargano, mm-hmm. and Ivalice losing the uh, Shine title to was it uh, Mia Yim. Mia Yim. I keep getting the Asian girls confused because you do. obviously you're very you're a very terrible. Person, obviously, Joe. they all look alike. Um, so I've, you know, um, for the record, Joe said that, not me. No, well, you know, it's the, I got him right. It's, it's the old, they all look alike, no, I know, you know? I know. So, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to take your mild joke way too serious. So, Joe, if, so. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. So that, that's what the internet does now. So you know, <laughs> I demand your resignation. Joe, yes. I, right yes. now. So, I demand you apologize and resign. Yeah. Um, from your real job too. I don't know what, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I just want you to live in, in filth for the rest of your life because you are a terrible person from this. For a joke, so. yes. Right. Um, so anyway, it was Yim though. Is that who she wrestled? Yeah, that's what she was. Styled to. Um, I couldn't put, I couldn't pick Mia Yim, Sue Young. Uh, I think you can, yeah. At, I th- or I, I, or Allison K. If they knocked on my front door, I wouldn't. Know no, I think right. you can tell the. I believe I would know. I would. I would invite her to a nice, uh, maybe a nice meal. She is a, movie, a, a fine little. Uh, the others, though, it, you it, would be a medium, and and Sue Young do not look anything. Like I that. no, I'm not. What I'm saying is, I don't know what they look like. Period. I I don't really follow oh, I see that scene. Kinda... That's why I threw. See, I threw the white one. I, I threw the okay. white one in there. I threw K in there too. So right. I wouldn't know them if they knocked on my front door, you know. So, but um, but yeah. So uh, but anyway, what what was the point? Oh, the title changes. So yeah, Ricochet yeah. and Ivalice lost, which obviously, I mean, they're Lucha Underground talent. Yeah. So they got the titles off of them because dates are going to be very sketchy now because Lucha Underground uh, is going to have first crack at them. Um, what I find interesting about that is I wrote a little article a couple months ago about uh, you know we had some scoops from a couple of sources. It's not often that we break news, but we had yeah. some scoops from some sources. And I wrote a little article about the future of, of, of uh, Dragon Gate USA or whatever, and, and Gabe publicly blasted me and said that um, 90% of what I was writing was going to turn out to be false and that I was going to look foolish. Well, you know, now we're looking at this, and I'm looking at that article and the things that I wrote, and it's actually the complete opposite. Almost 90% of what I wrote actually came to pass. So (laughs) I really – look, look, I'm going to defend myself because at the time I didn't. 
This right, time right. I just let it roll off my back. And he called you L O L O L O L L. Yeah, yeah. You're an idiot. I said, I, I, I said back to him, I said, look. No, and that's, that's actually what he responded to. I said, people are just thinking that. Yeah, I said, I double sourced a lot of this stuff. If it happens, happens. and then his response back was a series of L O L O L O L O L's. And we did. We heard from a few people too, and that's how we 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 ran with it because we never we, we get a bunch of stuff that we just randomly get, and we kind of just and, oh, we okay. say, and we don't say when, anything. But a lot right, of, when we hear from a few people and ask those people, and then it's okay. A lot of this was double sourced. So what we're going to do now, is, Rich, is we're going to uh, break it down. I'm going to I'm going to tell you what was in the article, and you're going to tell me okay. if it happened or not. Because his okay. exact words were. 90% oh. of it aren't going to happen. Isn't that what he said? Right. So, okay. So, he said 10% is true, but 90% is false. Yes. He said 90% is not going to happen, and you're going to look foolish. Okay. Okay. Uh, number one, Moose finished up with Evolve that night because uh, he signed a contract with ROH, who, who, who he will be working <laughs> with moving forward. Is that true or not? Uh, I believe that is so true. So, that happened, right? Uh, yes. Moose is now so, there's your 10%. So, Moose is now <laughs> so, the rest is garbage. The rest is pure let, let, garbage. Let's make this clear. Moose yeah. is no longer with WWN Live, and he's a contracted ROH performer. Is that correct? Right. I, I believe. Yeah, as far as the contract, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think so, though, right? So, I'm one for one. Next. In more Dragon Gate roster news, Yuha Nation is not expected to return to Japan until late 2014 or early 2015, which may explain blah, blah, blah. The rest of that's not important. Has Yuha Nation returned to Dragon Gate yet? Uh, I don't believe he has. Okay. Are we in late 2014? We are in very late 2014. Are we like 12 days from December? I think we are 12 days from December, and I don't believe I saw his name on any uh, future Dragon Gate shows and either. He, so. he isn't booked for any shows this month, and he, and he hasn't been with them since I wrote that, right? Uh, correct. I am verifying right now, even though I don't know. Uh, just to be sure, the last one was in September. Okay, and this article was written after that final booking. It's September 14th, so... Yep, so this is September uh, 9th, right. was so, when you wrote So this, I so. said he wouldn't be back until late 2004, and, and he hasn't and he been. So I'm, I'm, I'm two for two, right? Uh, yes. All right. Uh, three for three. Oh, no, two for two. Uh, no, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, two so we're, we're doing pretty good here. Uh, let's right. see what else I have in here. Uh, the, the main crux of the article was what's going on with Ricochet. There was a lot of questions because uh, he recently had signed a contract with Lucha Underground, and these are my exact words. Voices of Wrestling has learned through multiple sources that Ricochet, who recently signed a contract with Lucha Underground, could soon be finishing up with Dragon Gate USA Evolve. Does that say he is finishing up? Could soon be. Nope. Okay, does it say he's done with the company? It does not. Okay. Following a successful open to Freedom Gate defense at Evolve 34 against Yuhan Nation, Ricochet told the crowd, lots of rumors going around, but Ricochet is here to stay. But the smoke equal fire. While the Ricochet's Lucha Underground contract will preclude him from working for other promotions with television or appearing on iPay-Per-View, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported this week that Evolve had worked out a deal with Lucha Underground to allow him to work for both groups. So I cited Dave. Right. He will be permitted to and will continue to take non-televised and, and iPay-per-view independent bookings. That was all reported by Dave. Yep. Uh, Ricochet has not been booked with Dragon Gate in Japan since July, although that is Correct. likely unrelated to his contract with Lucha Underground and may have to do with another major offer he has on the table. There's no secret New Japan has been interested in him. And with Lucha Underground having him locked up stateside, a potential offer from New Japan is realistically the only other company that would make sense. That was all speculation. Right. Uh, and it was all presented as speculation. One source told us, and I quote, from his mouth, this was someone who talked to the guy. <laughs> he was saying he's finishing up with WWN Live ASAP. He had a couple major offers on the table and schedules would conflict. One of those offers was presumably Lucha Underground. And then I go on to speculate that the other one could have been New Japan or whatever. Um, now, 
here's where it gets a little cloudy. He obviously is not finished up with them as of yet because he just worked for them in China, but he did lose the title. Okay. Right. Which is important. And here's something else we learned since I wrote this. He no longer has any sort of contract or any sort of obligation to WWE on live. He's on a handshake. Right. So our sources weren't completely off. They knew something was up. He can walk away from Gabe anytime he wants. Right. He's working. So with the click of the, yeah, Lucha can say, Hey, we need you tomorrow. And he goes, Oh, <laughs> Sorry, it's Dave. not only that, anything could tick him off. He can get pissed off at something and never go right. back. He's under no obligation to continue working for Dragon Gate USA Evolve. And nowhere in this article did I say he was definitely leaving. I said he could be finishing up soon. It turns out that both of our sources were, were what, what they what, what Ricochet had told him. What, he had no contract. His contract was up. So I'm giving myself a half point for that one. But I'll <laughs> let you be the judge. Uh, I'll give you a the, the, I'll give you a half point because a lot of that was speculation. I could give you the full point, but I'll give you the half point because a lot of it was speculation too. So and and you know when I told Gabe, look, a lot of this is speculation. That's when he wrote L O L O L O L O L. But a lot of that's presented as speculation. Okay, then there was talk of a uh, unification match between Ricochet and Drew Mac and Drew Galloway that may take place this fall. Again, speculation that did not happen. No, so you're off. So that one marked out. Ding. Marked that one. Off. That's better. I'll have the producer add that later. So. The last set of Dragon Gate USA shows took place this past April, WrestleMania weekend. These shows featured no ja Japanese Dragon Gate talent. There have only been four total Dragon Gate USA shows held this year compared to nine in past years and 19 in 2011, blah, blah, blah. The only Dragon Gate talent to appear in Dragon Gate USA this year was Yusuke Santa Maria, blah, blah, blah. Yep. A second source indicated that the issues that prevented Japanese talent from making the April dates have since been worked out and that there are plans to feature Japanese talent this coming April at WrestleMania weekend shows at minimum. This would mean... What this would mean for the overall future of Dragon Gate USA shows is unclear. Was our source right about that? Yes. Those issues have been cleared up, right? They have. And it has been said that they'll be at WrestleMania weekend in the Cowboy era, right? So that one's right. So out of, what What am I, like three and a half out of five or four You're out of five? You're three and a half out of five. Yeah. Uh, no, three, uh, yeah, uh, four and a half out of five. Okay, three and a half or four and a half out of five. So I don't know, man. That's a weird 90%. <laughs> That's a little bit over 10%. When he said 90% of this would prove to be wrong, the only thing that 100% proved to be wrong about this is the, uni is the unification match between Ricochet and Drew McIntyre. Right. Everything else... And your speculation and, and the half point the for... He can't knock me for the speculation. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I editorialized and made it clear at points that I was editorializing. The only thing that's untrue in here was the unification match, and really, I presented that as speculation from the sources. But I'll count that as getting it wrong. That's fine. Everything else here is either right or may end up proving to be right ultimately. There's no, there's, is Ricochet scheduled for, for WWN Live? Nope. Not as of right now, right? Lost title. He's uh, kind of a big deal. He's kind of a big deal on a pretty big show. So, nope, he's. So I just wanted to put that, I defend myself. I yep. gave it time. I gave all these things time to settle in. And 90% uh, of this clearly did not turn out to be wrong. So, uh, you're, you're being, like, listen. Be fair. Is 90% of that wrong? No. No, it's uh, it's far less. <laughs> Anyone could go look at that article. Just uh, yep. go to our website, search my name, or just put Ricochet in the search box. It'll come up right, a second. Yeah. You can read it for yourself. You can see how it was presented. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, hey. It, yeah, you got knocked. You got knocked I, for I took for I took my lumps. LOL. You know, LOL so. and, and what was funny was, here's what was funny. 
Two days later, Mike Johnson put out a what, this is the exact same a, what is what in the world is going on with Ricochet article, which was all the same shit worded differently. And then retweeted by Gabe. And, and retweeted by Gabe. I, um, I wonder who fed him that story. I, I wonder who gave Mike Johnson a call and gave him that information. And the only added information that he had that I didn't was that Ricochet's contract was up. Right. I didn't have that in there, but clearly that's what my what our sources were implying. They just didn't, you know what I mean? So th- th- that goes to show you right there. If he really thought ninety percent of this was wrong, he would have never went and fed his version, which was the same shit to, to another guy <laughs> with one minor detail with change. One minor detail changed. So I, uh, you know, whatever. But that's, but hey, I, I really do wish them well in China. I really do. I do. Yeah. No. I. I. I it's. 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 To our point, I mean, I, I guess in a way we sort of – we probably should have thought it was a bigger deal at the time because I remember when it was announced, we kind of went, what, China? Like, We just didn't know what was really involved here. We didn't know who was involved. We didn't know how it got involved or whatever. And then once those pictures came out, it was like, oh, holy shit. Like this is a real thing. Like, like you know, I almost thought – when it initially came out, I thought it was just somebody had fronted a little bit of money to run some spot show in some random like arena because, I mean, hell, it's WN Live. I mean, it's Evolve. It's, it's that sort of stuff. I mean – to have them in front of 10,000 seats, I mean, we, we, you know, in hindsight, it probably, it probably should have made more sense, but still, like, it, it, it's, it's, it's incredible. So, you know, kudos to them. I mean, it's really an important thing, and I hope, I hope it, I hope it works out. I hope it's super successful, and I hope their home base is there forever. That, that'd be fine with me. That'd be great. Why is Gabe even responding to me? Nice. Hey, you nice. know, does, does Vince McMahon? He's as thin, ever... he's as thin-skinned as you are. Joe. I think so. I mean, it's ridiculous. He shouldn't even. Pay he shouldn't be. Cause... You know why? Because he was mad. Because a lot of it was true. That's right. why. And he didn't get to. That's what I'm getting. Know, he didn't give it to his right people yet. You know, he he yeah. probably wanted certain people to release it and say it. I just didn't want it. any of it really. I mean, maybe or nobody. Yeah, I mean, nobody. But, but then it was out there. I mean, maybe he just didn't want people speculating on whether Ricochet was going to be gone. If Ricochet stops working for them. From this point forward, though, I'm I'm I, I'm gonna rub this. People are gonna have to listen yeah. to this rant all over again because I'm be, you know pat myself on the back, but uh, whatever. And one thing that was interesting, I initially um, when the idea about Ricochet was coming out that he was you know possibly you know signing with Lucha Underground or whatever, and that he was gonna you know do less indie dates and all that sort of stuff. I know a lot of us, including myself, kind of was like, ah, I don't know if that's a great idea, but hell, it's it's working out for him, I think, because that's uh, it's a hell of a show. I don't know if you watched the most recent uh, episode. I've I've watched uh, about half of the episode four, and you know obviously all of episodes one through three. It just a continues to just be a good show. There's not much new I can really say, but just it continues to be the most entertaining hour. No, and, and the other thing that one of those sources told us was he got a really awesome deal from Lucha Underground right. because Conan is an enormous fan of his work. And, and you can you can sense that. I mean, yeah. Conan, one of the, the producers is, I mean, he there's a reason he's one of the most prominent guys. And they want him very badly, and, and supposedly he's got himself a, a very sweet deal, and they're, they're committed to two more seasons. So it's yeah. steady work. And, uh, you, you know, yeah, you're right. It's definitely become clear, uh, you know, why he – because he he got laughed at for signing that. Yeah, before people I was one of them. The I'll admit, was. I was one of them, so I was very wrong. So, so. Um, and, you know, and now with the China thing, it may end up not it, – it's funny how it will play out because if the China thing does take off, it will ultimately end up maybe being a mistake if the China thing ends up being big. So – but, you know, it's – look, this is why I'm saying it's great that guys have options. And yeah. that there's viable places to make money. This is great. I mean, you know, uh, a year ago, yeah, we wouldn't be talking about him choosing between two legitimate, you know, contracts like that. It would be WWE or bust. But right. you know, that's that's not the case now. There's viable places where you could potentially make big, big real, livable money now. 
Yep, and uh, we'll probably bring up another one here right now to kind of segue into our, our, our final uh, segment here before we do our random matches uh, reviews. But Ring of Honor has had a very interesting week and interesting stuff going on. And, and now with, you know, TNA, we, we haven't really mentioned it at all, but TNA, the, the deal with Destination America, which I, I don't know if we, did we rumor it on the last, um, oh no, yeah, we covered, uh, yeah, we went through Destination America's channel lineup. Well, it's official that TNA is with Destination America. Uh, real quickly, how did, does this sort of change your idea or perception or anything about TNA to nah, me? I'm just glad they're staying afloat. It's good, but um, yeah, I don't think much is going to really change. I mean, it's, they're going to be—it's going to have to be a downgraded version. I mean, th- yeah. we haven't seen the financials, but we're all just assuming that it's not. A, there's no reason. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Destination America is paying a little bit less than Spike. Yeah, TV there's wants, no reason so. to believe that they have as good of a deal. So and not subsidizing the product and signing guys to contracts like Spike was willing to do. Right. But. So it's it's just going to be a whole new game for them, and then we'll just have to see how it plays out. But yeah, know. it's good for them. No, it's it's another thing that's a good option. But uh, the guys who really you know, turn out pretty well in this is, is Ring of Honor, who now, you know, and, and, and Dave mentioned it and a few other places mentioned it, with their clearance on the Sinclair, who continues to get more and more kind of clearance in different markets and that sort of stuff. The second most watched, you know, wrestling TV show every week now might be Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah, I mean, by process of elimination. I mean, it's not like yeah. you're going to be picking up fans from from TNA. Um you know, it's it's they're in a weird spot. You know, it's it's the same thing as always with them. It's 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 how far Sinclair wants to go with it, and 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 are the losses or or, or is the idea that they're breaking even, you know, enough reason for them to keep these uh, the wrestling show on their affiliates? You know, I, we don't know because we don't really see the numbers. You know, and 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 it's just they're in a, they're in a funny spot. They're still in that that in between area. Are are they an indie? Or are they right. major league? You know, they're they're on technically on national television, uh, but you know they run some shitty buildings. You know, it, it, there's arguments both ways. So I I don't really think this TNA thing affects Ring of Honor's business at all. I just think you know, just by process of elimination, they'll have the sure. second most eyes on them. But you know. They've, to be fair, though, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to have a big deal either. But I think it's 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 very interesting because this is this this Sinclair Ring of Honor relationship has lasted a lot longer than I thought it was going to, and it's starting to you know it's standing the test of time a little bit. And and it, it's been an interesting when it first happened. I know a lot of people were kind of worried, and how is this going to you know work, or you know Sinclair's going to. It's been pretty okay so far. Here's the thing: we don't even hear any rumors or whispers that Sinclair's upset or look. That's what I mean. I mean that, that you'd have to assume that they're at least somewhat happy because we'd get something in there. Which is is it? Because I thought Sinclair would, would own it for a few months and go, "What? Why are we spending money on this shit? I mean, this doesn't matter. This is stupid. It's lowbrow programming. Get it off our networks." But they haven't. Yeah, they they they. You would assume that they're at least not unhappy with it. I don't know if they're happy with it, but they're definitely not unhappy with it because we we would hear things. Yeah, and, and what's what's also interesting too, and it'll kind of segue into what we're kind of talk about a little bit here, is that when when the initial deal went down, I forgot what year it was, it was 2010 or no 2011, I think I, I don't I don't recall exactly when it was, but it, when it was no 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 it had to be way later because that was the HD net era. This is this post that um when it went down, I I thought that they would sort of get, they'd buy it whatever they'd kind of put it on their networks and it'd just be really hands off, but it hasn't been at all. And that's the thing. In, in some cases, it might be a little too hands-on. Oh, uh, yeah. Which brings us to our big story, you know, this week was about them, which turned out to kind of be a non-story potentially, but but do you want to lead, lead people in? We, we were talking about it on Twitter a little bit uh, a few days ago, but well, the inter- do you want to lead people in on what we're talking yeah, about here? the internet exploded because there's this story that, that – that, that, there's this – it wasn't really a story that came out. It was kind of just random speculation that Ring of Honor was no longer allowing their contracted talent to take indie dates. Um, it basically happened because Dreamwave came out. It was Dreamwave, right? Yep. 
uh, Dreamwave, Dreamwave yep. came out and said Michael Elgin got pulled from their show, and Dreamwave... Uh, and that they couldn't book the Briscoes for the same reason. Right. And it, that, that I do want to clarify, because people were just saying about the Elgin poll, it was also the Briscoes as well, that he mentioned that I, that's why I can't book the Briscoes either. Right. And and, and the reason he said was he said that he was told that Ring of Honor is no longer allowing their, their talent to take indie dates. Well... Uh, we heard independently from a source, and then Dave reported the same. Dave Meltzer reported the same thing. There's a little bit of confusion here. Um, th- there's two different types of Ring of Honor contracts. There's a basic Ring of Honor contract which says you can't work for WWN Live, and then there's a, a second kind of contract which is an exclusive contract which says you can only take X amount of non-Ring of Honor dates, and they have to be approved. So. This has always been the case. They're just sort of tightening the belt on it, and they're sort of getting strict about it. Now, Michael Elgin was pulled from St. Louis Anarchy as well um, this week. So, you know, there, there's also the theory going around that this could be just them, you know. And, and, and actually, I did converse with a promoter. I, I, I know of a promoter who uses a lot of Ring of Honor talent, and I asked him if he knew anything about it. And he looked into it the next day after he talked to his guys. And he basically said, I still have free reign to everybody I book from Ring of Honor. This is more of a Ring of Honor sticking it to some of their people who they don't think do business the right way. Mm-hmm. It was how it was phrased to him okay. from Ring of Honor talent. So that would indicate that they're kind of just fucking with Elgin because obviously they've not been on the best terms with him and they turn that into an angle. Um, but the fact of the matter is these contracts have always said that they can limit the dates. Right. They just sort of been lenient on it. Or it, the fact of the matter, we don't even know if they've been lenient. To be fair, we don't even know that because it could be a case where these guys do take their three dates and just don't attempt to take any more because they know that they can't. But maybe in this case, because they have the right to refuse certain bookings, uh, maybe they're just, they are really just sticking it to Elgin because they're pissed off at him. I don't know if that's the case. That's my personal speculation. That could be the case. Uh, I don't know, but I do think people are panicking over nothing. I don't think you're never going to see Ring of Honor. You know, it's not going to be a case where you're just going to not see Ring of Honor talent on indie shows anymore. Um, I don't think that's going to happen unless something developed today that I didn't see. But I, I really don't. Think I, I, I've it. seen nothing new. I mean, the the one speculation a little bit, and, and Dave sort of wrote this in the Observer this week, is that a lot of it might have centered around PWG and the fact that. Yeah, well, and that's their beef with Elgin because he did the job without asking. Exactly, right. And that, that's sort of – they they have an idea. And that's that's why I thought it was interesting that, that Sinclair cares enough about it that they're sort of – I got, this is not – I don't – I'm not saying it's a good idea that they're doing it, but that they care enough to know a little bit about perception, a little bit about this. And also the injury uh, as well is another thing that, that Dave sort of said is that, that the feeling is that these PWG shows are really hard on the guys' bodies and they work their ass off during – especially the Battle of Los Angeles where it's you know three-day – just you know kill yourself over these three days to get over and all that sort of stuff. And at the end of the day, I mean their contract performers are, are, are you know doing that. So maybe that is try to limit that a little bit or, or something about that. I, it, it is what it is. I, I, I at the end of the saying. day it, – It's interesting that Sinclair is paying – they're obviously paying attention. Right, and that's what I mean. I think that to me that's encouraging because to me I thought it was just going to be a write-off for a little while, and then they're going to look at it and go, "That's stupid. We're losing money. Forget it." But Joe Coff is, is is constantly, you know, he's there live. He's, he's he's interacting with stuff, potentially to a fault, but at least there's there's some interaction going there, which I thought is very interesting. It's uh, look, I know people will be annoyed if they can't work PWG anymore, but I yeah. mean, you know, Ring of Honor is well within their rights to do this. 
especially sure. if that's what the contracts have always If you stated. don't want to sign a contract, I mean, that's, and that's, I've heard a lot of people go, well, you know, you're, you're, you're fucking over, you know, your, your workers or whatever. Well, you know what? I, don't sign a contract. No, man. You, I mean, they signed the contract. I mean, I'm not. That's what I mean. Like that, that, the people saying, "Oh, you're screwing those people over." Well, read the damn contract. If it says you can only have three indie dates and can't work PWG, then you can't get mad if if they say you can't work or you can only work. You know, if you don't want to do it, if you if you want to work wherever you want to work, well, I mean, and then the, it was funny because the Young Bucks came out afterwards and were like, "Well, yeah, we don't sign anywhere." That's like, the Young Bucks have repeatedly stated that they refuse to put their name on a piece of paper. Right. That, that, that eventually they said, I, I think somebody tweeted them and they said, yeah, eventually we will, but we're going to ride this wave as long as it will last. Absolutely. AJ Styles is the same way. AJ, who's he contracted He's not to? signed to uh, Ring of Honor, exactly. So right. it's, you know, um, it, it's, it's yeah, I mean, they sign contracts. and that's Don't sign the damn contract then if you don't want to. Just because they may have been lenient previously and, you know, let you take the extra dates or not tightening the belt on where you work, that doesn't mean that, that all of a sudden Ring of Honor are evil heels for honoring you to their contract. All right. of a, I mean, they're well within their rights to do that. I mean, look, I you know, it kind of sucks, but it, 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 that's you like you said, you signed a, you signed the contract, man. You know, it's it's read the paper. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, you know, and and I kind of see their point of view. The other thing that Dave noted that you that you uh, that you forgot to mention was. There's been instances where they said the Ring of Honor talent was hiding injuries that they mm-hmm. that they got working other shows, and you know obviously that affects their performance in Ring of Honor, which should be their first priority. Um, you know, and it, it, so you know those things too. I mean, these guys know that they're in deep shit if they get hurt somewhere else, so they're hiding the injuries. I'm you know, and 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 Sinclair is obviously not going to be happy about that. So, you know, it, it's – and like I said, we don't really have any proof that they weren't holding them to these contracts anyway. We don't know that they were allowing them to take more than the X amount of outside dates that they were contracted to. Um, but it's only coming to light now because, you know, now they're they're prohibiting them from and, – and there is no word that there's – there's no official word that they're prohibiting them from PWG yet. That's right. just All we know is Elgin – is off of the Dreamwave show and, and you know off of a St. Louis Anarchy and that you know the Briscoes couldn't get booked for Dreamwave. Right, but. and I can tell you that the promoter I talked to says that he has the the he he books multiple Ring of Honor talents, and I don't know the details of their contracts. I, right. I suspect that some of them have the exclusive and some of them don't, just based on who they are. But that's just speculation on my point, uh, by my part. But this this particular promoter says he doesn't anticipate having any problems booking anybody. They all told right. him that they're good to go, move forward, because some of them are booked for shows that haven't been announced yet. They're already booked, and they haven't been told that he needs to pull them. So, you know, well, you know, they went to the office and presumably and said, you know, the the, the dates are okay. So that's right. that's encouraging. It's just they're just going to get a little more strict about it, I guess. I don't I don't know. Absolutely. You went to a Ring of Honor show. Uh, we forgot to talk about that last weekend. Uh, what were your thoughts on that uh, overall? Maybe quickly just kind of give a recap of what happened, and, and, and it was in San Antonio. Yeah. The Glory by Honor 13, San Antonio, they drew about 800 fans, somewhere between mm-hmm. 750 and 800, which was the same number from the last time they were there. I thought they would do a little more with ACH in the main event, but they drew basically the exact same amount of fans. Uh, it should be noted the credit card machine was broken. 